They say, really, ain't no party like a cowboy party. What about a Law Nation groove? I really appreciate you guys so much. The bye week is the bye week, but there's still... Cowboys' biggest surprise. Of course, we're going to talk about that. List me your player. What to do with Tony Pollard plus more, plus more. Of course, we got to talk about Dak Prescott. (laughs) That's a given right there. You got to talk about Rain Dakota. Dakota. Come on. Really appreciate you. As Modia Stephen White. Shout out to the Facebook gang, SWAT up, HBOs and the SGs. Let's get it, Cowboy Nation, one way or another. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. No doubt, baby. I've got balls of steel. Let's get it. Huh. Come on. No long intros. Need it. Let's get it. Y'all already know the name is Law Nation. Uh, without hesitations nor deviations, thank you guys so much for watching the Tony Pollard film analysis. It was just pretty much me just talking about uh, the things that Tony Pollard brings to the table and the way I want Tony Pollard to really uh, be utilized is anywhere between uh, 10 to 15 touches. And if you want to add in some catches or what have you in the backfield, then that will work too, especially uh, when teams are playing that umbrella look. I think that if you utilize Tony, you can wiggle and get upfield, right? And you know how it goes. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. Yes, indeed. Right. So with that being said, let me know if the audio is straight Cowboy Nation. Let's talk about this. Uh, what's on my mind with this? It's amazing how when you have a player, nobody, mama, uncle, cousin is talking about, hey, man, this dude, he need more money, man. Hey, man, why he's underpaid, man, why he's underpaid, you know? But, but we do hear storylines and news and information when a player, hey, man, y'all paid him too much. He's not worth this. Hmm? You know, <laughs> I have to call people out. <laughs> right now, Tony Pollard, since 2019, he's making $1.1 million. There's not a soul that's banging on the table saying, hey, man, he's underpaid, man. He's underpaid. Man, come on, Jones family. Pay the man. You know, not no one is begging for the man to get paid, but it's soon. As the man get paid his coins, his dollars, his money, his bag, you know, then they will say, hey, man, he ain't worth. Y'all see how y'all do? Y'all count the man money when they get paid, but nobody count the man money before they get paid. You know what I'm saying? That's just crazy. So I, I'm just, this is just a learning lesson for those who out there who like to yell to the high heavens, hey, man, hey, man, what you doing paying that dude, man, you know? <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. I know you guys just here, uh, uh, not not y'all, you know, but some people 
Uh, that's just how it is, man. Nobody is begging for this man to get paid now. Nobody is talking about his resources, his money. But y'all, for dogs, you're talking about give the man more snaps, right? Give the man more touches, right? Everybody's talking about give that man 20 touches. Give him 30 touches. Let him be the bell cow. And this fan base will turn on you just like that. I was here when they turned on Jalen Smith. I was here when they turned on LVE. I know y'all turned on LVE. I was here when they turned on Rain Dakota Prescott. I was here when they turned on Ezekiel Elliott. I was here when they turned on Desmond Bryant. I was here when they turned on Tony Romo. I was here. Y'all love to turn on players, man. As soon as they get that bag, that coin. Yeah, man. Y'all will hate the player. Y'all will hate the day. Demarcus Lawrence got his bag, right? He ain't such and such. <laughs> yeah, so it is what it is. Um, that's why I say it's, it's, it, the, the owners did a unique job with the salary cap because they figured out a way where they can create billions of dollars, right, and pocket that and have you guys to believe that they can't afford to pay money to said player and you, who now don't even have a chance, a third of you guys don't even have a chance to make a billion dollars. One can argue a third don't even have a chance to make a million. But you will argue that that player is selfish for not taking the play cut. <laughs> that player is selfish because he don't want to play for that amount of money, right? And the owners get to sit back and grow the pot every year. And then the craziest thing of it all, Cowboy Nation, as I drink out of my relic over here, you know. Mm. The craziest thing about it is that they do revenue sharing. So regardless of whether or not they win or lose or not even make it to the playoffs, they still get their split of the pie. That is the best business to ever be in. The NFL, if I had a billion dollars, this probably still won't be enough because I got to get voted in and it got to be somebody. I heard the Washington team, they might go for sale. But even if I had a billion dollars, I would not be able to afford to buy the dog on Washington team. And then I had to get voted in. How about that? Uh, Aaron, shout out to you for the first super chat, man. Thank you so much for jumping in. Aaron says, uh, could Brandon Cook be cut? and make it through waivers to the Cowboys. Love the content, Law Nation. Thank you. Are you embarrassed? Oh, no, no, no. Wrong button. But you're right. right. (laughs) That's what they should have asked Jerry. Are you embarrassed? But here's the thing. By the tread deadline being over and hearing news that he's upset and he's in his feelings, that Brandon Cooks, he thought for sure that he and he liked one post, and I heard from from uh, some, from some from some sources that he would have loved to play for the the Dallas Cowboys, right, and play with Dak Prescott. But the money got in the way; eighteen million dollars got in the way, and we know that 
the Jones family, they they don't want to spend eighteen million dollars on nothing, right? And especially the uh, taking on the contract plus, you know, giving up assets and resources for uh, Brandon Cooks. So they stepped back and said, you know what, it's not enough, right? It, it, it's not. It's too much for us, basically. In theory, Aaron, that could happen. He could get cut or what have you or request to say, hey, I no longer want to play in the National Football League and get released from the uh, Texans. But then in return, they will have to eat the guaranteed portions of the money unless there's somewhere in his contract, somewhere in his contract, whereas he can remove the guaranteed money and give it back. But nobody's giving money back, though. <laughs> I don't think people would give money back. They're going to say, nah, that's the money that's guaranteed. I want that. Plus, I want to go play over there. And there's this other thing called tampering, right? So if there could be some ambiguity there, if Cooks somehow get cut and then all of a sudden he clear waivers and then he goes to the uh, Cowboys then they can open up in the is this tampering is this Jerry Jones letting the NFL know that he's trying to circumvent the trade rules or what have you so many red tape with that fan base so night and day this is from my guy mr right antoine says uh so night and day when it comes to players money they think that they know it all wait until tp get paid oh my goodness you <laughs> you know wait till you get paid then, then everything they be like hey for seven million dollars he don't he need to get 30 touches you know or for whatever he's asking for and that is that is the line that, that will be on the mind in the sand of time, like the money. And and I hate it that fan bases are are so fixated on the money, and they 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 tend to agree. Thirty, yeah. <clears throat> Dan says thirty one teams to clear. Is that right for clear waivers? Nah, he, since he's a veteran, uh, I think that he have a right to refusal. Uh, for Brandon Cooks, he don't falls under that. Uh, he'll be cut and waived as a veteran, and he have a right to go to wherever he want to go to because he's a veteran. He's been in the league for over three to four years, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So he's been in the league for a long time, basically. But but here's the thing: what I was going to say is that it's a clever idea because no one, like majority of the people, normally don't agree with the player. They lean on the ownership, right? You know, they they would lean on the ownership and say, hey, you know, if if they really want to win a Super Bowl, then they'll take a pay cut. You know, or if they really want to play for said team, they would take less, right? But there's so many rules and regulations within that, right? The agent can't just do that. And then on top of that, there's only like one or two players in the history of the NFL that continuously took a pay cut, you know, to be on a certain team. And I think his name is Tom Brady, right? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you see how they're going, right? And I'm not finna talk about the man's uh, love life, but you know, you see how that going. <laughs> you see how they're going on right now. That you know he was able to all of those years circumvent his salary and say I'm gonna lean on my lady. But now when the lady said, "Hey, you know what? I I circumvented you long enough. Now I want you at home watching these kids." And he's like, "Nah, I better." F them kids. I'd rather go play some football. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, divorce, you know. So that's me speaking from the outside in. It could be other things, right? 
but not many people have that longitude and latitude to to take less money, right? And to have an agent to say, "Hey, man, I, hey, man, my client got seven rings, man," you know, uh, and circumvent it this way. So it, it's a it's a lot of gray area or red area in that, you know, but. It is what it is. Uh, Mark says we signed a defensive tackle and got Anthony Barr, and we could use a wide receiver, but the Joneses are trying to make CD a number one. Can we go through the growing pains with that? But we will see how it will end. You know, one thing I I can tell you for sure, um, Kellen Moore, you see him on my thumbnail, right? I got him on the thumbnail for a reason. Um, We're going through growing pains with him, right? I got Tony Pollard on the thumbnail for a reason, right? Because we know, we understand that Tony Pollard, he brings a lot to the table. He is the most explosive player on offense on this team, right? Had somebody, shout out to my guy, Coop. He, he was in the chat. When I posted the video, he said, no, Log, he ain't the, the most explosive player on the team. But from an explosions aspect of it, you win games, man. You give 50, you give this guy 10 to 15 touches, right? Dak can look really good on certain coverages when you have overs and you just need to have a dump-off pass to kill it underneath. And I, I believe my guy, Balls Cowboy and the OC, they did the leak, the leak uh, tape where, you know, you want your running back to leak on the side and get a field and things like that. And, and we don't do that on a lot of occasions, right? So <clears throat> what I'm trying to say is, is, yes, we know he's explosive, right? And we know that he's a liability in past situations. You know, he's not the best blocker in life. Nevertheless, the trade-off, you ain't going to be good at everything, right? So you got to figure out the perfect recipe with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. And from my thoughts of it, use the man, right? Not in a bad way, but utilize him in a way where he can get those 10 to 15 touches. The Cowboys, when Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard get 10 or more touches, they undefeated. It's not a hard task to do. So you have to figure that out. And then he's not just explosive. On the offense, remember, he was explosive on on special teams. There's games that you can look back last year and say, hey, without Tony, we don't flip the field. We don't get usable space to to score. So I I look at it like that, and I look at the offseason move. One of of my calculations of it was I was telling everybody that Kevontae Turpin, he's a valuable piece to this team because now you can – get more and more reps for Tony Pollard, who remembered that video, right? I said, man, Kevontae Turpin not just brings the element of special team play, but he brings the element whereas now you can get more utilizations of Tony Pollard as well as C.D. Lamb. Because remember last year, we were using C.D. Lamb as the punt return guy, right? They even at one point put Trayvon Diggs out there, right? And they also, at kickoff return, they use Rico as well as Tony Pollard. And I said, this would be a great pickup for the Cowboys so that now these guys can get more value touches 
when we have the ball, right? So there won't be excuses of, hey, man, the reason why Tony Pollard is getting only four touches in a game is because he was tired off of kickoff. Or the reason why C.D. Lamb can't get this and can't get that because he was on pump return. They remove all of that. Aaron says, uh, how far would this line up would be, Law? Cooks, C.D., T.D., Odell Beckham Jr., break the bank, Jerry. Give the people what they want, you know. <laughs> but, you know, the Texans got to release Cooks first. And they got to release them with expectations. Right? You just can't cut. <laughs> you know, you know. of course, we, we go to at will states or what have you, you know, jobs and things like that. But there's CBA agreements and languages and contracts where you just can't release a player just because you want to release a player. You can't do that. A contract is a, is a binding agreement between how many parties? Two or more. Right? It would be a breach of contract if they say, hey, man, we're just going to release him because he, he, he wanted to be released. No, they got to be guidelines and rules and things like that to release said player. Right? Money got to be properly assisted. Right? You got to have two people saying, hey, I agree that his conduct is unbecoming. Right? He violated said rule. And according to article, blah, 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 we can now release him. But you just can't release the player off of whim because then there will be people saying, hey, hey, why you release him? Then you got to detail and you got to document it. Right. So that's why that's why it's, it's difficult more so than, than than anything. Now, maybe he can start crying and pitch a tent about it. And, and that's why he's probably not showing up to this game. Uh, yeah, uh, Cook got two years on his contract for $18 million. Yep, J.D., appreciate you. Contract, come on, love. NFL contracts are not binding. Well, his guaranteed portions is, uh, as Modis, you know how it goes. They probably be like, we will release him, but somebody got to pick up this tab. So we are not, we are not going to eat that money. We we will rather have you. You know how these owners get Asmodeus. These owners will look at here and say, hey, man, unless it's my ideal, I'm not going to do it. He signed it last year, right? So if he didn't sign that contract last season, then maybe, just, just maybe. He's disgruntled. But if they cut him, it would have to be something he did, not something that they thought of. That, that's what I'm trying to say, Asmodeus. It had to be a direct, a direct line that he crossed, not the organization, because they're going to want that money. They're greedy. They don't want to lose. They're going to want that money. That's how I look at it. You know, <laughs> Law, uh, Cook's. Plan tonight, JD? No, he 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 announced that he's not playing tonight tonight due to personal uh, reasonings and things like that. So that could be the first lie, right? And then they can probably document some things, conduct unbecoming, and then they can tear up that contract and say, okay, we still can recoup the guaranteed money, right? <laughs> they look, this is a clever game, man. You know, <laughs> you know, so certain states. You know, you you try to get that. What 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 were people getting hit up with unemployment money, right? 
Right. But but if you quit the job, you can't just fool around and get unemployment. How that work? I forgot how that work. Right. If you get fired, you can get unemployment. But if you quit, you ain't going to get that money. Right. And a lot of people was trying to put in their their, their uh, unemployment extensions. Right. And I know that that's more on a lower level of versus uh, these multi-million dollar contracts that we talking about from the NFL. But if you quit your job, they were like, man, nah, dog, I believe that's how it is. If you quit your job, you walk out of there, then the state is not liable to give you unemployment. But if you get fired, then, you know, hey, you know, hey, man, y'all going to have to help me out until I get right. <laughs> I need some unemployment money. Law, I pray you and your family are doing well, whisperings and law ear. We there are over 270 folks in here and only 85 likes. Tell them all to be ashamed of themselves. Yes, I'm snitching on the chat room. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Y'all do right, man. Hit that like Shame. button. All right, man. All right, so what we're going to do now is just play some of this audio for 105. Appreciate y'all, man, so much for jumping in. Y'all know how this thing goes. And then they're going over the surprise players and things like that and maybe uh, midterm awards and stuff like that halfway through the, through the year for the 2022 season. Uh, give me some of your all-stars and stuff like that or who your most surprised player. But let's listen to this right here. Bullchuck. Yeah. Player that has been the biggest surprise to you through the halfway point. Doris Armstrong, baby. Who y'all biggest surprise, baby? <laughs> you know, who y'all biggest surprise, man? I'm surprised that that, that my guy, Kevante Turpin, hasn't took one to the house yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh, thanks for the call and love. Appreciate you, Steven. Appreciate you. Cowboy player, that is. <sighs> biggest surprise, the halfway point. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, mother. Some fries. Surprise. surprise. Some pies. <laughs> Probably Cooper Rush. It. I was very surprised. Look, I, I know Cooper Rush won a game last year. But when Dak went down, if you were to say, hey, he's going to miss five games and this team will be six and two, I would not have believed it. That's a sh It was shocking to me that Cooper Rush was able to go four and one as a starter. No doubt, man. Uh, we we talked about this, and I said this before, even with Cooper Rush, man. Hey, I ate some crow on that. You know, out of five games this year, he won us four, four out of five. Hey, I don't think no one alive thought that he was gonna do that. You know, outside of Pastor Simmons and Pastor Simmons, or Minister Simmons, that's a better way to say it. That's how you uh, announce yourself. Is on his way. Is on his way, according to the tracker. It will be there uh, sometime by before Sunday. So I appreciate you. Uh, my guy Wendell says, uh, stop this Pollard, get better at pass blocking, catching awareness, and then maybe till then stop with these, this Zeke pounding them down and let my boy Tony is making something out of his chances. Yes, he need more touches, but not that Zeke is not until Zeke is back yet. I'm just saying. Appreciate you, man, Wendell. Uh, my thing is with that, just 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 let it ride, man. Just let it ride. Both of those boys, man. Less is more. Believe it or not, if you add both together, less is more. It's crazy, right? 
Zeke, you're not getting 25 touches. Pollard, you're getting 10 to 15, right? <laughs> Just figured it out, man. You know, less is more. I did not think he would be able to play that well, and I didn't think the team was going to be able to rally around him in that manner, especially after what we witnessed game one. So I would say Cooper Rush was my biggest surprise from the first half of the season. Chief, I'm going to combo platter mine because I'm going to go with these rookies. The tight ends, Tyler Smith and Deron Bland, all being able to step in in precarious situations. Hey, right before the game, Jordan Lewis goes down. You need to go play nickel corner, one of the toughest positions in the sport to play. Your name's Deron Bland, and no one's really ever heard of you, and no one in the draft really wanted you. And you go out there, and you don't miss a beat. That's a huge surprise. The The Fergus shot situation, I didn't see it. In the yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go over that in a few seconds. Uh, my girl says, uh, Mary Lon says... Stop bringing up that contract. Let's focus on Dallas winning. We need the two-headed monster Zeke and Pollard. Great job, Law DC for life. With the blue hearts, three of them. Three hearts, three hearts. Mary Long, let me get five blue hearts in there to represent how many Super Bowls we got. You know, the three, I love them. Let me get five of them. Just, just give me five blue hearts. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you so much, uh, Mary Long. Um, the contract will always be the question, always be the conversation. The contracts, the money, it done created a whole avenue of ways of creating content. And and, and the four-ladder, the three-ladder network always bring up the money, right? But, you know, it would be nice for the players in the offseason to bring up their contracts, right? The, the the media personnel and say, hey, I don't think that Skip Bayless should be getting $40 million, you know, or Shay Sharp should be getting 6 or $7 million. He's not worth it, you know what I'm saying, because he's messed up over this word. That would be a great show during the offseason, right? Stephen A. Smith, he's not worth this and that. You know, that would be a good show if these players can have a comeback. You know, that would be nice, but it is what it is. Uh, let's go. No TAs, even at training camp, we're asking the question, should they have drafted Ferguson or the kicker out of your school, LSU? Yeah. And I'm right. like, well, gosh dang it, maybe we should have just drafted Love that America. kicker. Take that back, because Ferguson's been great, and him and Hendershot together have been really good. And then Tyler Smith being able to, right before the season, you're going from guard to tackle. All that, to me, the youngsters have been a big-time surprise. Love to Ron Bland. Watching uh, last night, going back and watching the All-22, All-22 mm -hmm. Tuesdays, the Cowboys got something with Deron Bland, man. Yeah, this kid's do. just going to keep getting better and better. General? Man, there's a lot of good picks. I like what the guys are saying. Uh, shoot, I, I'm down to two. It's either Tony Pollard. I didn't think he was this awesome, yeah. uh, but he is. Uh, and then the other boy, Brett Maher, he's been automatic. Yeah. Ooh, you know, Brett kicker. Yeah, that's a good one. one. Yeah. That's a good one. And I would like to throw in with the rookies. I don't want to disrespect Sam Williams. Well, I'm, about, right. well, I'm coming to you on this next question. Then. Oh, okay, okay. All We're right. gonna name the whole roster yeah, before yeah, he gets yeah, questioned. Yeah, really? yeah. Sam, Sam Williams, man, is, is phenomenal, man. Uh, he 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 played well enough to be a. Uh, uh, he wasn't a, a healthy scratch, but he had a knee bang. They said, "Oh man, hey man, your knee having the problems, man. You know, we ain't, we don't need you this this Chicago game. We need to see more tape on this guy anyway, right? And that's a good luxury to have. I heard that Malik Hooker, you know, he could have played." But they're like, hey, man, you got problems still with that hammy? You know, we don't need for you to play this weekend. You know, we got you. We need to see more from the younger guy. 
That's good stuff, Cowboy Nation. Flat out good stuff. Shout out to you, Marcus Hardest. Appreciate you. Yep, so let's go. The entire team is I mean, a surprise. Rookies, I mean, like, these rookies have been good. I, I do. I, I didn't get, by the way, the player, the biggest surprise was the whole thing with Cooper Rush. I, 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 Will Greer, you know, come on. I mean, those are the guys that. Hey, can I read a book for once? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm seriously. I mean, this is, I, there's no way in hell I thought they were going to win four games with Cooper Rush. I'm good at these games. Right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. We, so, that that yeah. all took us by surprise. All right, Chief, best rookie. That's okay. my question. Yeah. Best rookie. I like that. All right. I'm going to tell y'all who's my best rookie. What was the main issue that we had during the offseason? What was the main issue? The main issues that we had was a lot of people had reservations on linebacker, wide receiver, in no particular order, by the way, and offensive line. Penalties, yeah, Brandon Moore. I, I would have to say the best rookie, hands down, is Tyler Smith. Right now, you know, there's no position in the National Football League that is more sought out there, like needing to have that person to secure you than left tackle. And we go through weeks of not even mentioning Tyler Smith, right? And we've seen the, the, the whole aspect that the offensive line, the issue, the offensive line, the offensive line, we need to better our offensive line. And Tyler Smith, as a rookie, just been so impactful, right, and been so secure. Look at his stats. Look at what he's able to do. I think he only allowed three sacks so far this season. Yes, he's been uh, uh, flagged a few times here and there. Let me pull up the accurate stat for everyone so that we can make sure we're on the same page with Tyler Smith. Because I think that he's been a gem for us. Now, this is not to dismiss or discount uh, anyone else. Now, 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 I take that back. He had four sacks allowed, right? Uh, total pressure, 16. And hits allowed is three. So I'm not finna sneeze at that because if we look at anybody that was thrown into the fire, right, normally it's double-digit sacks. We had Chaz Green. Remember, remember him at left tackle, give up five or six sacks in one game. So uh, I got to give it up to the offensive line, Tyler Smith. And then we can fight amongst the other guys like Jake Ferguson, who stood tall in games, as well as Sam Williams, who uh, he only have like 80 some snaps. So, so far, this team, this, uh, this team, the youth, they've been doing a good job. Excuse me, a great job. Very yeah. good. Um, that was number two on my list until you named half the rookie the class. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I'm going to make you name one. Yeah. Um, I know it's been a small sample size, but I'm going to go with Deron Bland. I, it's been two games basically that he's really had to step in and start and play, yep. and I, I think at worst case it's even with Jordan Lewis, and it might even be better. And so, salute to you, Deron Bland. Deron Bland. How about you, there, Zach? Oh, I forgot my name. No, uh, I was just—I was thinking if I was going to go back to Gavin. Yeah, caught, he looked like he was—he was, looked like he was doing a little work there. So I just didn't I want thought to you catch were going to go back to Gavin for a second. No, yeah. he went—he was Josh okay. Green jumping Nicks. in the air, <laughs> holding the ball, not knowing where to go with it. Choctaw said, "How can you vote for a guy who played one game?" Now, now, uh, day run. I think he played what two games, right? Washington and uh, Chicago Bears. 
but they run for what we were able to see. And maybe they are adding in the preseason tape, and you know he, he looking pretty good there. Uh, I, I like the upside of Dayron. I think that you know when you look back at his tape, that four three four four speed is 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 visible, right? You can see that the guy uh, got those traits that you want, and then he's bigger, he's faster than what we had in that spot, right? Uh, my thing is is next year will be year three for Kelvin Joseph, and we haven't seen enough of him. And this is his second year. I want some of our sophomore players to get more tick. And come on, come on, Cowboys. You know, I'm greedy. So I need to – oh, you're talking about uh, Damone Clark, my bad. Uh, yeah, you can't – yeah, yeah, Choctaw, yeah, you can't really put Damone Clark in there. But for what we can see, seven total tackles, two solos, and uh, near sack – Shoot. If he'd have got that sack, man, I, I still need to do a film analysis on him. Maybe I'll do it tonight or sometime. But that Damone Clark, man, come on, man. That dude, that dude showing us some little promise there, you know. <laughs> but like like Choctaw was saying, remember, Anthony Barr had that one get good game against Cincinnati and then he disappeared. I'm not putting that on Damone Clark. But, you know, we want to see some some consistencies with this linebacker core because right now I can only put my hand down on one linebacker that I really trust, and that's Michael Parsons, right? And he's a hybrid. I really don't trust those other linebackers. I'm just being 1,000 with y'all. I can't trust Cox right now. He can't get out there on the field, and I can't trust LVE because his hesitation for the nation is semi, semi, he kind of like in that shadow we place. Although he's playing better than what we previously seen, I'm still like, hey, you know, it is what it is. And then, of course, uh, Anthony Barr. I may be doing like this again, man, because – if it comes around, now, if anybody knows the Green Bay, it will be Anthony Barr. But I'm looking at it like if he's not 100% ready, I don't want them to continue to put him out there and he looking like a player running in mud, you know. So we'll find out, man. Uh, for me, it's, it's, it's Hoochie Daddy shorts. Yeah, Ooh. because I, we were kind of making fun of him a little bit. We were like, "Oh, Hoochie Daddy shorts!" Like Dante Fowler didn't know who the hell he was preseason. Like I liked the Jake Ferguson pick. We were doing trust the tape. You right. knew, you knew that, brought us. Right. Like I, he was one of my more favorite tight ends that I thought the Cowboys had a shot to get in the mid rounds. Deron Bland, they seemed to like it a lot in training camp. We were talking him up quite a bit. Might be the number three corner if Lewis couldn't play. So we had somewhat expectations. Hender shots come in. Heck. Down the road, he might end up being the best of the bunch if you give this guy some time. He's got a lot of versatility to his game. So, for me, it's probably Peyton Endershot. Endershot I'm going to go with Tyler baby. Smith. Yeah. You know, left tackles damn near impossible at this age for a player in the NFL. But he's pulling it off. I think he's a, he's a bonus in the run game. And he's holding his own enough in the passing game. Yeah, I, I, I think to me, I, I knew the kid could play. Right. But the fact he got no reps in training camp and then they throw him in there week one. Right, you know, I I think you have to. I think he's been the best. But sure. Bland's been more solid overall, Bland like less is, mistakes. Yeah, Bland is one of those guys that you're kind of like, I wish he would have played more. Yeah, you know, right. yeah. But right. Jordan Lewis. Right. I think the thing with Bland is you could play him inside or outside. I don't know if you could play Lewis outside. Okay, you know, so I but I I, I Tyler Smith. All right, Gavin, to you on this one. Should Mike McCarthy be considered for Coach of the Year? Ooh. 
baby, baby. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so let me know in the chat if you team Mike McCarthy. Let me see MM if you sold on Mike McCarthy. And if you're not, just say no. Not sold on Mike McCarthy. Now, I know we're heading into our bye week, so this is a good time to look at everything. Six and two. Are you team Mike McCarthy? I see James, Jessica, yeah, Paul, Tony, Anthony, yeah, Sam, Big Mike, you know. All right, come on. Uh, Small says, nah, not right now, man. Uh, uh, Jay Dizzy, like, no, 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 no. As Modius team, Mike, uh, what are we doing today? He says, no. Uh, bearded Mike, yeah, we bearded Mike, I told y'all. He, he, he would not fall under 500 if he grew his beard out, and he did it. And ever since then, he have not been under 500. So shout out to the bearded Mike. You're right. You know, <laughs> 2020, I don't know who that clean face Mike was, you know. But, yeah, yeah, drop your mic. <laughs> uh, the real MVP says, give me Dan Quinn still. Uh, trust me, and I'm telling you straight from the heart, man. You do not want Dan Quinn as the head coach because it's going to take away for what he do with the defensive players. He's going to have to stretch himself out and be with the offensive guys, be with the special teams guy. I like Dan Quinn laser focus in only on defense, only on defense, only on defense, only on defense. But you give the man too much, man, it's, it's going to look like the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to try to fire him and get him up out of here. So delegation is a real, real, true, 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 underrated ability. Management, getting work done through others. That way, if you delegating stuff is low-key, <laughs> a real underrated power. And I don't think that Dan Quinn possessed that. One thing I can tell you, uh, Cowboy Nation, when I was out there seeing Dan Quinn work with his people, he's a hands-on coach, man, and he likes to put his hands on players, make sure that they are doing the right things, make sure that they're in the right spots. And on that defense, we can see that. Uh, DQ equals DC, yeah. Uh, Murphy Brown, you know, with his perfect attendance, man, he says the Eagles 7-0. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, let's go. He absolutely should. You know, um, I don't know if he'd win it at the halfway point. Um, there's probably better uh, options out there. But yeah, and you know, I got to give him his props. It, you you've transitioned this team from being offense dominant to defense dominant. You're about to put the Cowboys in the playoffs for back to back years for the first time since 2007. They become a takeaway team. You've made them tougher, um, you know. So I, I think it's roster construction, but it's also how they evolved the offense or devolved the offense, depending on how you look at it, to optimize their chances to win. I think he's doing a hell of a job. But you, Chief? Yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made for sure. Uh, there's no question he deserves a ton of credit. Winning football games with your backup quarterback, that right. in itself is very, very impressive. And then when you get into the nitty-gritty, as Dawson was, of the things that you could tangibly see that changed, uh, and you feel like McCarthy had a lot to do with that, there's a case to be made. Unfortunately, it's just a great year in terms of candidates for this because you have these young coaches that have stepped up. Right. Brian Dable, rookie head coach, team playing well. Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell uh, with the Vikings. And then there's Pete Carroll with the Seahawks right now. Holy smokes. No, 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 no. That's a good argument by, by my guy down there on G-Bag Nation. I can argue that 
Mike McCarthy at this point, and then you can probably lean on the fact that, yeah, you got Dan Quinn just helping out on the defense. But if you were to hold out the cards, you know, and said all of those teams that he just mentioned, I don't think any of those guys are playing like what we did with our backup quarterback. I just don't see what they did with their backup quarterback because they had their starting quarterback. And if the same set of circumstances, would they would have won those games. You got to add in the fact that Cooper Rush, four out of five games, man. Uh, and then he won some of those games on the road, right? On the road with the Rams, right? Beat them. Uh, on the road, uh, well, with Cincinnati was at home. Managed to beat them, right? If there was anybody else outside of the Cowboys, they would be banging on the table saying, that's coach of the year. Because he's take he took his backup quarterback, and everything stayed afloat. Come on, man. Come on. But he do have a strong point that those other coaches, Pete Carroll, doing it with Geno Smith, and then you got to understand that the Eagles, regardless of how much we dislike them, they are 7-0 and at this point. And then whatever the Minnesota land is doing, they were 6-1 right now with a young coach. And you got a lot of young coaches out there that's doing it. And Brian Dayball, who's 6-2 and with his team, it's a lot, a lot of, uh, okay, where can you really hit the voters at, you know? So we'll find out down the line. Now, if the Cowboys continue, and I believe they can continue to win, shoot. At this point, shoot. Cowboys finished the season with only two losses. Man. No one would have saw that coming. Uh, and that doesn't even mention what Sirianni's doing in Philadelphia right now. So there's just a lot of good candidates. But Mike McCarthy deserves to be in the conversation for sure. Right. Like, hold, I, on, hold on. Let me let me rewind so I can hear this man full statement because he says Sirianni. So I know some of the Eagle people are like, what? He mentioned Sirianni. Huh? <laughs> With that, there's a case to be made. Unfortunately, it's just a great year in terms of candidates for this because you have these young coaches that have stepped up. Brian Dable, rookie head coach, team playing well. Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell uh, with the Vikings. And then there's Pete Carroll with the Seahawks right now. Holy smokes. No one would have saw that coming. Uh, and that doesn't even mention what Sirianni's doing in Philadelphia right now. So there's just a lot of good candidates. But Mike McCarthy deserves to be in the conversation for sure. Right. Like I, He's not going to win this award. But he, this is probably the best coach job to this point by any Cowboys coach since fill in the blank. Right? Bill. Bill Parcells in 06 or 03. 03. His first season. That was amazing. When he took he did, Quincy yeah. Carter and the Cowboys 10-6 yeah. and, six, and they yeah. made the playoffs. I mean, that's how, this is a fantastic coaching job this year by Mike McCarthy. I'll tell you what, I think you absolutely do. I, I don't know another – you named all these programs, all these teams. Has anybody had to survive it without their starting quarterback? Maybe Get the him, guy in Miami has. You know, he's had trouble with his but quarterback. E- but even they were losing those games. Yeah. Like, it wasn't but like they were that's winning what I'm saying. those games. I mean, that's so, to yeah. amazing that they were able to do this. I think everything that Gavin was talking about, too, I think him going in and telling Kellen Moore, hey, listen, this is what we are as a team. This is what we are. We, we've got a great defense. We need to kind of cater to that. You don't need to screw things up. Think about running the ball a little bit more here. Sure. But, yeah, I, I have to give them a complete – I have to give him complete credit for that. Look at that. Look at that, man. That's Brian Broaders, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, Choctaw, man. Look, that's a, that's a good nickname. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Instead of Sherryani, Sherryani, yeah, man, that's funny, man. You wild with it, bro. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I 
how much should we give Mike McCarthy credit for developing Kellen Moore? Because after week one, and that's why I put him on the uh, the screen here, uh, is because uh, when they was talking about this and that, people fail to realize Mike McCarthy, he called out Kellen Moore and said, hey, man, you got to call smarter football uh, plays. You got to call the game better, right? He called him out, and they went on that run. So I, I would say this right here. I got to give kudos and credence to Mike McCarthy for helping developing Kellen Moore. You got to at this point. And and when I look at everything, and I'm going to bring this up again, this is the Cowboys going into this game without their starter running back, and Tony Pollard had to tote the rock. This is them utilizing Tony Pollard. This is them also saying, okay, all right, we're going to figure out ways and, and things to be explosive on offense. We're going to use uh, 13 personnel or or double uh, tray personnel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we, we got things that we utilize now, Big 12 personnel. Oh, filling in the gaps, making sure everything is comfortable for the quarterback, you know, now. So I got to give credence to Mike McCarthy for what he did with Kellen Moore during this stretch. You call it, I haul it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, Tony. Appreciate you. Montana. You know what I'm saying? Montana in the house, man. Shout out to you. Tony Montana. Appreciate you, man. That boy is nice. Okay. Uh, how about this one to you, Zach, again? Will the Cowboys go 4-0 and against the NFC North? They got Green Bay and Minnesota coming up next. Oh, man. I do think they beat Minnesota. That's going to be a tough game, but I do think they beat them. For whatever reason, it seems like outside of that one Sunday night game a couple years ago, they've matched up pretty well recently against the Vikings. There's something scary always about Aaron Rodgers. He seems like he always plays his best against the Cowboys, but I'm going to say yes. I think that's going to be an inspired Cowboys team that right. plays for Coach McCarthy, and I think Dak puts it together on uh, coming off the bye against the Packers. I think, I think the Cowboys do go 4-0 against the North. Chief? Wow. Yeah, uh, having two weeks to prepare for Green Bay going into Lambeau will be big, and I think there will be a, a team kind of galvanizing around Coach McCarthy, and you know they all know how much – or we know how much they love them because we've heard J. Ron Curse right here on this station talk about it. And them, him going back into Lambeau for the first time, I think it. that's going to be huge. Two weeks to prepare. And I just think the Cowboys are better than both of these teams. So, I mean. Ooh, don't you know, man, that this Green Bay game will be everything for Mike McCarthy. Oh, my goodness, man. If anybody ever understood, like, revenge, you know, or 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 just – Letting people know that man, they were wrong, man. They left you for dead, and that's how they—that's how you feel. He's probably right now. He told the players, "Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead and have fun. Be with your wives. Be with your ladies. You know, be with your loved ones. Do whatever you need to do. Relax. But I guarantee you, Mike McCarthy's in that film room. <laughs> He's looking up every tape, every little thing." that Matt LaFleur does, right? And he's trying to figure it out. Okay, all right. Oh, that's the one? Okay, that's the one that y'all choose? Okay. I'm going to show y'all. 
and and, and it's not by it's not by surprise too that he's not doing that. You know, he's they they should know <laughs> that Mike McCarthy he's ready. And if anybody want to beat the Green Bay more than the coach <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys should be Cowboy fans. Right? There's not an opportunity that we as diehard Cowboy fans will ever sit back and say, you know what? We like Green Bay. You know, that's not even that can't even get out of our mouth. You know what I'm saying? We can't stand the Green Bay Packers. Even from the beginning of time. From the beginning of time. Like, what 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 was that that a lot of people said, you know? that even the Super Bowl wouldn't even be called the Lombardi if we would have beat the Green Bay. <laughs> you know, that's how deep this rivalry goes, baby. They is called it. You know, right now we'll be playing. <laughs> we won't be playing for the Lombardi. It wouldn't be called the Lombardi. <laughs> Let me know if I'm wrong. What would the Super Bowl be called? Y'all help me out. Y'all help me out. What would the Super Bowl be called? Come on now. They robbed us, you know. Brandon with the facts. Appreciate you, man. Yes, indeed. Come on, man. Dak and Zeke should too, you know. The frozen tundra, you know. <laughs> There's caught it. The Landry. I wanted somebody else to say it. Yes, the Landry Trophy, right? It would be called the Landry Trophy, you know. The Tom, like, like we're fighting for, like, man, how many Landry, how many Landry's you have? You know what I'm saying? Instead of Lombardi's, you know? <laughs> My guy, Vodge Lombardi, he wouldn't be called Vodge Lombardi. He'd be Vodge Landry. <laughs> In some alternate universe, Vodge Lombardi is Vodge Landry. <laughs> yeah, you know, in some alternate universe, it, it is. Look it up. Go to that universe, you know, is when we actually won. We just in the wrong dimension right now. <laughs> you know, with the hat and everything, there'll be a whole symbol. It'd be a whole different symbol out there, right? Like, man, how many Landry's you got, dog? You know, we got five. <laughs> well, now we would have six, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we would have six Landry's. You know? So this game means something, man. Y'all know I can't stand the Green Bay. From the colors, from where they play, the field. And I ain't going to say the people. That's just taking it too hard on them. But I can't stand them, man. I don't even know how the food is because I, I never ate up there in Wisconsin. But y'all y'all can let me know how the food is up that way. But I can't stand Green Bay. No, I can't stand it. The only thing that I want from them is that Lombardi. I want that Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen, of course, especially with the Vikings being as respectable as they are. But I do think the Cowboys are the there. better football team. So I'll, I'll say yes. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, it, I, I think the Vikings are a pretty good playoff team, uh, but I don't pick them to get out of the wild card round. And I think Green Bay is just broken. But the Vikings are getting lit up in the air. So yeah. I think this is going to be uh, uh, another game where the offense has a lot of success and maybe you're even into the 30s against Minnesota. I'm kind of looking at this a couple different ways. The, the Packers have the Lions, I believe, this week. And so what worries me is they haven't played well at all the last four weeks. They really haven't. And so what I worry about them is they get this win – and then all of a sudden now it's that moment where they okay they put a they get 
they, they win against the Lions and then they get the win against you and they're five and five. Mm-hmm. And then they're now kind of back into this thing. And it, it goes back. I, mean, I always talk about the desperate team theory and sometimes it yeah. seems to work. Other times it really, really doesn't. But man, if Aaron Rodgers and these guys want to get back in this thing, they're going to have to beat the Cowboys. That scares me. I do think the Cowboys are, are better than the Vikings. Oh, okay. So I think Brian Broaddus, he, he's not all the way in. I think he kind of worked for Green Bay for a while, uh, if my memory served me correct. Well, but but shout out to Brian Broaddus. Uh, I look at it like this. Yeah, I think that this weekend we will all be looking at the Lions versus the Green Bay to see how they play or what have you. And, and, and secretly we'll be like, come on, Lions, you know, come on. Because I don't want no momentum for the Green Bay Packers. But I really don't care. I don't care if the Green Bay Packers were undefeated right now. I want us, when we play them, to give them our best and beat them down. That's what I'm looking for. Um, <clears throat> you can never count Rodgers out. Yeah, Brandon. I, that that I will agree. That, that smirk. And that face that he makes when he he throws that ball down there for a big touchdown. And and then I can only envision (laughs) like Anthony Brown or Romeo Dobbs or whoever they have as a wide receiver getting lost. But I can see clearly, I can see Trayvon Diggs picking him off, though. Yeah, I can see Trayvon Diggs picking him off, though. Talking about Aaron Rodgers because I, I can see that happen. I think I'm going to call it right now. This will be the game that Parsons got his first touchdown last game, right? The scoop fumble recovery, right? That was his first touchdown, right? Am I right? First touchdown. This will be the game that Parsons get his first INT and take it to the house. Watch, I'm predicting. He would, he, and then he would do a Lambo leap, you know what I'm saying, or a Landry leap, you know what I'm saying. I believe that somehow my memory in in the future is that Parsons will have a pick six and do a Lombardi Lambo leap, huh, or a Landry leap. Come on, baby, we manifesting things over here, right? Come on. <laughs> Watch when Parsons when Parsons when you do it and we rewind this tape, just holler at your boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just holler at your boy. <laughs> and say, man, Law predicted that man during the bye week before the bye week even kicked off. Law already predicted that Parsons was going to do that, and look at he's doing. He's doing the. He picked it off and he's running it in for the to the thirty to the twenty. <laughs> to the Ted, he in. <laughs> Blind, bland with an interception. Yeah. Power of the tongue. Shout out to your boss, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm predicting it, baby. Come on. All right, man. Uh, we've been live for a minute. We've been live for a minute. And I, I wanted, I should have led open with this when they finished off with that one. But uh, my guy had like four or five people to hit me up with this one. And they want me to go over it. Y'all, y'all good? Y'all want me to go over it? And this was uh, from KJM this morning. It's Keyshawn uh, uh, Johnson's uh, uh, talk show in the morning time with the uh, with the other guy that uh, Stephen A. Smith squeezed out on first take, Max Kellerman. So let's listen to these guys just for a little bit, man. I ain't going to play the full one because it's about 11 minutes. Y'all good? Y'all, y'all, you guys want to hang tight with me? Come on. Okay, y'all say yes. I'm not sure that Lamar will be there for the next five years. I don't know. But I'll, I'll say this. 
what it comes down to me when you're parsing this stuff, and that includes the Cowboys and the Dolphins, is the quarterback. To me, that's the most important element. The five quarterbacks, he's not as good as these five guys. These five guys are all better than Dak Prescott. I, I can agree I, I, with you. I can agree with that. If you I, made a list, Key, you'd have all of, five of these guys I, ahead of Dak. I don't know right, that right. Joe Burrow is better than Dak Prescott. Would you Prescott, take Dak man? Prescott or Joe Burrow? I would. It's probably, I probably, to be honest with you, I probably would take Dak Prescott. I would definitely. Keyshawn, baby. <laughs> you know, I know I got somebody. I got a dog in the, in the hunt over here. Come on. Joe Burrow versus Dak Prescott, baby. Come on, let's go. <laughs> take Joe Burrow. Key, the, the, I, I, I hear what you're saying with the upside with Dak is. I think people need to see Dak hit that upside. Or Joe Burrow's or been in the league one like year. Just a little bit more okay. as really Joe, body of work. Joe, Joe Burrow's been Joe healthy Burrow's, for one year, Joe Key. And won more team. playoff games than Dak in his he, whole he career. Took a team, one year. He took a team to the Super Bowl and lost. Okay. Okay. In one, one year, when he was healthy, first year, he took a team uh-huh. to the Super Bowl yeah. in loss. Had a year. hell of a year. Okay. Yeah. Had a good year. Mm-hmm. Everything fell right. If Ryan Tannehill doesn't do what he does, they don't even see Kansas City. So get him with the facts, Keys. Man, Keys with the facts over there, baby. Yo, Ryan Tannehill went to bed, man. Shout out to all of the people that's rooting for the Tennessee Titans. But man, come on. <laughs> I don't want to get into those sort of things. I would, me personally, I think that Dak Prescott, for me, is is either slightly better than Joe Burrow or pretty. That's why you'd have the Cowboys instead of the Bengals, maybe. I get it. But you know what? I I, I think the Cowboys defense, first of all, they're young and they're good. Mm -hmm. And they got one (laughs) of the top three defensive players uh-huh. On the universe, on their team, I agree with that. Wait, man. Key, key, Mike let me, is a great. Let me give you a point. That's how you bog Max down. You ready? Yeah. So he just talked about Joe Burrow. Look at the success that Joe Burrow's had in yeah. one year. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And he uses that against Dak to a degree. What success has Justin Herbert had? Hundred percent, Jay. If you want to take the Chargers off because of that, but I just is he my, ten, is that look, 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 he got him with that one though. Hey, y'all got to admit, man, he got him with that one because you know Justin Herbert. You know, I think he's one in seven versus winning teams. Nobody bring that up, right? But Justin Herbert never been to the playoff, never got his team to the playoff, and they've been loaded since Justin Herbert stepped foot in the Chargers uniform. So they had running attack, they got good defense, and Jay Herb. He better take him to the playoff this year. If not, then we're going to all be looking at it like, come on now. Y'all keep putting Jay Herb up there, man. Come on now. These are all facts. Come on. And now look at Mike's Kellerman face. Where, all right, if you want to take him out. <laughs> he said, if you want to take him out, just take him out then. <laughs> Translating to his team making the playoffs. I, I, this, I, is, this is what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm using, a, I'm, no, no, no. I'm using, I'm using, I'm using Max's calculations. Use it. Use and the it way he me. sees it against him. That's use it against me. 100%. It's not, it's not my argument. Based, I'm just using on the, based on the evidence, you're absolutely right. And you could argue I should drop it. My eye tells me that Justin Herbert, Herbert is different. Is is a is if if Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott are both on the board, I'm taking Herbert so fast. It may- oh, man, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. I'm taking Dak still right now from the body of resume from what we done so far. And you talking about Jay Herb right now and Dak Prescott? Come on, man, come on. I know that a lot of people look at Justin Herbert and say, man, if he was in a Cowboys uniform. Man, he would probably do a little bit better than what Dak Prescott been doing. No, 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 no. Let's listen to more of you guys. Like, I'm not even, that's not even something I got to think about. I agree with you on that. So, and yeah. by the way, I, I feel I, the I, same I, way about Burrow. I don't know. But my, 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 
My, my, my, my eyes my, my, my. when I look at quarterbacks are different than yours. Mm-hmm. I, I love Justin Herbert too, but I understand what Dak Prescott is. Mm-hmm. Okay, the dude delivers the football mm-hmm. in sync. Get him. He can move around. He can do everything. But one of the problems is when you get drafted in the fourth round, Yo. people want to say you didn't do this and you ain't that and you this and that and blah. If you drafted him in the first round, guess what you'd be saying? You feel differently. This dude is ridiculous. You'd be like, oh, my God, this guy is ridiculous. It's the same argument for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. It, 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 all I got Hurts third, though, Keith. All of a, but no, hold on, Max, relax. He Just calm Hurst down. I, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the, the way the masses argue mm-hmm. the quarterback points. If Tua was taken in the third round and having the success that he's having now, people would still be like, oh, yeah, he's a good player, da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like he's getting ready to be the next Dan Marino because he was taken in the first round. Right. That happens. I get it. I understand it. But Dak Prescott is a hell of a quarterback, man. Yeah. Our general manager, Mike Tannenbaum, came on the show the other day and said he's a top eight quarterback. Top eight. I know, but like, I only huh? got five teams here. And you were like, huh? Whatever. <laughs> Come on, Keys. Come on. Get right, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it could be top eight. I got five teams here, though, so I got five guys ahead of him and then maybe one or two more. But their teams aren't as good as his team. Well, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals are not as good as his. Team. I look at, but I'm looking at the. I'm looking. The Chargers at the, are not as good as his team. Uh, Chargers, if they're healthy, Chargers not as good as the Cowboys. Man, come on. I man. think the Chargers I, might be better if they're fully good. healthy. Oh God, man. they need a better. They need a. They, no. Sean, let Sean Payton take over the Chargers. Listen, eight 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 seven two nine three seven. Sean Payton on the Chargers, probably they still be, what, 7-9. and nine. I don't care, man. Look, I get it what y'all talking about with the Chargers and what they're doing and everything over there. Their conference is kind of kind of tough over there with their division. But I'm looking at it like this. <laughs> Chargers don't have Michael Parsons, Diggs. They don't have those type of calibers of guys on defense. Now, when you start talking about the offensive side of the coin, Man, I'm looking at what the Cowboys did against the Chargers when they was fully healthy. I think we won. Let's listen to more. Shula back out and let him take over the Jets. What I mean, come on, stop. Say ESPN. I was very forthright. (laughs) I was very forthright with this list. I explained the criteria and where I where I uh, placed there the you go, being slick Steve again. in Virginia. Slick. Here we go. You're on with Keyshawn J. Uh, hold, hold. And, and here's here's another argument that a lot of people like to say. Like the quarterback playoff wins. Well, if you do that, then Jimmy Garoppolo got more playoff wins in the last 15 years than, than your boy Aaron Rodgers. Nobody's saying there saying, all right, man, give me Jimmy J because he got more playoff wins. So you can't go with your argument with playoff wins because now – are you saying that that's the individual thing or is that really the team thing? Because we can clearly see that this dude, Jimmy G, he been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he didn't win it, but he got more playoff. Do y'all get what I'm saying, right? When they use that argument, well, hey, man, he's been here for six years. He only got one playoff win. That doesn't mean that, hey, since these six years, Jimmy G got more than a lot of these playoff, a lot of these name top brand quarterbacks. I don't think that the people are beating down the door saying, give me Jimmy J. Come on, baby. Come on. All right. Let's see what he got over here. Hey, Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Got to pin him down. Hey, guys. I just want to say I'm a big fan. Um, so here's the thing. I've been a diehard Cowboys fan for Cowboys over 40 fan. years. There's no way 
in the world, Dak Prescott is on Joe Burrow's level. No I way. Can't. He's I can't. a turnover machine. Can't. He chokes when he counts. Turnover he can't be the He's winning a record. Turnover machine. Listen, let me let me let me just finish real quick. Give me five seconds, man. I respect you more than anything, Keyshawn. When you played for Dallas, you went over the middle like nobody else. So I, I promise you, I'm a diehard fan. I'm not a hater. But you gotta listen. Just like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert was great a couple years ago, but this year He's, he's trash. Aaron Rodgers is trash. Tom Brady is trash this year. So you got to rank quarterbacks what they're doing now, not what they did in the past. Wait a minute. That, that, that removes all of the argument of what he's saying there. If he's saying that you got to go off this year, well, if you're using that, then this year, if with what he's saying as a diehard fan, that Cooper Rush is better than Joe Burrows. If that's the case because he had more yards, he had more – he had more yards in that game, right? More tubs, and then he won. Head-to-head matchup if you want to utilize that argument. If you want to utilize that argument, if that's the case. And if you're going by what they did this year, Burroughs is really not lighting it up, Cowboy Nation. Didn't he just put up zero against the Cleveland Browns? And I don't want to hear that, hey, it's because he didn't have his toys. But you just got to make it work. You just got to figure it out. Come on, man. He just contradicted himself. Ain't that right, Asmodeus? Come on, man. Let me see Let me see what they're going to say. If they don't bring that type of heat, then I need to be called up to go up there. Because you can't win what you did last year. But so, so, so with that being so, said, so with that being said you said now, right? So how could yes, you – how could you have – you said now, not the past. Joe Burrow, you're ranking Joe Burrow based on last year, not this year. Get him, no, geez. I'm ranking him based on confidence and trust and getting it done in, a, in what he's going to do in the playoffs. He's he already proven what he can do. He's going to continue that this year. They he lost last week without Jamar Chase. If you got Jamar Chase, one. Cleveland's not winning that game. Well, I don't know that to be true. I don't know that Cleveland – I don't know that. I understand Cleveland's the optics. Bad matchup for them. I, I understand the optics. Joe Burrow has never beaten Cleveland yeah. with or without Jamar Chase. <laughs> but he did. With or without Chase. Yeah, let's go, baby. <laughs> Come on, Case. It, he did come a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that was the I, first time he touched the ball, and the last time I he came, touched it, Max, he won the Max, national title just, with I the greatest came, season Max, ever. I came a yard away from kicking a 40-yard field goal, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Key, you, you have to be. And I took Beyonce to the prom. Come on, man. I could have, but I didn't want to ask her. You know what I'm saying? So, come on. You can't use these what-if and could-ifs, coulda, woulda, shoulda's, and then subject them to the argument and say, all right, man. So, that's equivalent to saying that, all right, so – if you want to utilize that with Jamar Chase, that this dude, Joe Burrows, is unstoppable, well, let's argue this then. Let's go back into time and say, all right, let's remove, let's, let's, let's remove Dez Bryant and let's give who's the hottest wide receiver in 2016 and 17, and you give that to Dak Prescott without the offseason issues and things like that, and that will be for his start, right, in 2017 and beyond because we're going to leave out his rookie year because Joe Burrows took Joe Burrows took his team to the Super Bowl in his, in his sophomore year, right, in his second year. So one can argue that if even if Roger Goodell, Stay out of the mix. Stay out of the mess. 
with Ezekiel Elijah Elliott, and it's just Dak Prescott. And we went 9-7 and seven in 2017, and I don't want to hear y'all Eagles drop all of those bird droppings, which y'all did in 2017. But I can tell you that if you remove that, if you want to do the woulda, shoulda, coulda situation, do we win at least one more game? Do we make it to the playoff in 2017 if Ezekiel Elliott is not suspended? If my guy uh, uh, Tyron Smith uh, as well didn't get all beat up and all that crazy stuff that happened in the Atlanta game. Uh, Paul says uh, Dak, because, you know, Tyron Smith was out in that Atlantis game, and then we had to bring in Chaz Green or somebody in there, and it was just terrible for us, whoever we brought in in that game. That was 2017, right? I could be off. It could have happened in 18. Y'all let me know. But I'm just saying that if the NFL never stood in and suspended Ezekiel Elliott in 2017, I think that we are at least a plus two games. And I think that that record would put us ultimately at 11 wins, right? Come on, man. That put us at 11 and five instead of nine and seven. One can argue that shoot with Ezekiel Elliott not being suspended for six games. We are probably a plus three or maybe four. Show the Cowboys have been running. <laughs> but that's a story of another day. Paul says Dak is the most disrespected quarterback ever. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. King Element, whenever someone start off at, with as a Cowboy fan, I already know about to be some foolishness <laughs> king element as a cowboy fan yeah you're right <laughs> as a diehard cowboy fan they just try to soften the blow a little bit you know uh give dak d hop in 2016 yeah jay lombardi yes indeed give him d hop give him a young wide receiver that's just just about to excel in the National Football League. And I'm not dogging my guy Dez Bryant, you know, because at that time, you know, he was more on the outwards of, of, of being where he's supposed to be in his career versus on the upwards. But that's a story of another day. Honest to a degree, and I know your eye sees it differently. There is a, an aura or a vibe about Joe Burrow that gives you way more confidence than Dak as of right now until we see Dak do it at a high level consistently and take Dallas where everybody thinks Dallas can go. I mean, no, no, all right, before I, before we say anything else about Joe Burrows, first and foremost, this is not me dogging Joe Burrows for what he did at LSU. Just f phenomenal. Right. And that can Joe Burrows. They only a year apart. Joe Burrows is long in the tooth, man. He, he was an old, old senior in college, man. They only a year apart. They only about a year apart or so, you know, so it's not like Joe Burrows is this young 22, 21 year old, 21, 22 year old guy. I could be off. He could be, what, two years apart. I don't know. But he's older. He's an older quarterback, by the way. Uh, he started off where, where at Ohio State and then went to LSU, stayed there forever, and then he got to the league, and then he did remarkable things in his second year, of course, battling through an injury and things like that. So what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to take away anything from Joe Burrow. I, I, I love his toughness. I think that he goes through his reads and progressions pretty good. He got a good spin on the ball. He don't have the strongest arm in the world, but he can get the ball there. And shout out to him. But let's go. Let's listen to what they have to say now. I had to put that out there so people won't be looking at it like, Law, you just hate Joe Burrows. Shout out to Joe Burrows. I like him. 
Right. Just look at that's a that's look fair. at Burrow. This is a fact about well, Burrow. He had the greatest season. That's Joe fair. Burrow had guys, the greatest season in the history of college so football, capped by the so greatest ugly. game what? in the championship game in the history of college football. And yes. the first time he started and, in the pros and, and, for a and, full season, he came to throw away really, the Super Bowl. And guess who else was really good in college? Guess who else? And who also came a throw away from winning the Super Bowl at first <laughs> but, full but, season? Wait, 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 wait. Because I saw the game. With that argument, a throw away from winning the Super Bowl, one can argue that Jimmy Garoppolo, because I see my brother laid out on the floor like family guy, was a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. And I'm glad that he overshot Emmanuel Sanders or, or, or didn't really get there enough to hit Emmanuel Sanders, SMU, uh, 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 Texas native. You know what I'm talking about in that Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Did y'all know that they, he was one throw away? They connect on that. The Niners have six rings. Let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott is 29. Joe Burrows is uh, 25. All right, so there was a four-year difference. Okay, all right, I'm off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, when he was a senior, he was a freshman. And I think that Joe Burrow, when his birthday is, he's about to be 26. they probably only three years apart from each other. That, that, they, that means that they could still be in school together, you know. <laughs> Burrows is 26, Dak is 29. Yep, yep, they, they, in, college, they in high school together. They in the same, in the same school almost, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Pax. Did it happen or not? Let me tell you something. Don't die. That was last face. year, man. He'll be fine. He'll I'm be not saying. Fine. No, I'm not saying that he's not. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't like him. I like him. He wears a mink coat. He likes yeah. the chains. He has yeah. Cartier glasses. Yeah. On. You got it. I get it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when you talk about Dak Prescott, this dude says he's a turnover machine. Well, and last I checked, Joe Burrow was a pick machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last I checked, so. I don't want to say Dak that. Is, listen, Dak is real good, man. I'm not saying Dak's not good. I just got at least what's, five dudes what's, better. What's real good mean? Top, Dak is top ten? Yeah. All right, so name the five quarterbacks right now that y'all will take over Dak Prescott. Hey, man, this is a wonderful episode, man. Uh, check out uh, these guys, man, uh, on ESPN, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. That's what the, J, the KJM stand for. Just good debate, <clears throat> good dialogue so far. But let me know of y'all five selections. And we got, well, well, let me see what I can do here. Let's say 15 minutes, 15 minutes. We, we'll do 15 minutes or so. Call my phone, hit my Appreciate everybody for jumping in. The name is Law Nation. We open up just for a few minutes. Now. Can't have a long conversation because I got a row. But I wanted to be able to at least do a call-in show at least every episode. So we can get on up out of here. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Amen. All participants are muted. Right. There's a room fill up. 
The phone line, the hotline for your mind, 657-390-7391. Alright, alright, alright. We're gonna get this thing going, man. Um I got Darius, man, from the 214, man. You back to back, first person in here, man. Talk to me, man, D. Man, I've been trying to get this DAC point out for three weeks. Man. Three weeks. <laughs> but, but, but look, so first of all, shame on you, Law, because what you did was you painted me in a corner, and I see you you shouted my you know my, you know the little argument that we kind of had yesterday on, your, on the brother's podcast. Yeah, you could have you could have said you could have shouted your boy out. You know what I'm saying? But you shame on you because you painted me into a corner and you made it a tony Pollard versus christian mccaffrey i did yeah 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 now i remember yeah there is yeah <laughs> i vehemently was trying to say no i don't want to do that you gonna have lady jessica on my head you have the pvo crew i do not do that you know what I, mean? I do not want to do that basically what i was trying to say was listen christian mccaffrey this is not a debate. If we, if you poll um, the players in the league, who is the top five? Run- I'm not talking about no because we have a hate thing with the with the whole media. We're not talking about media. Right, 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 if right. You poll the players in the league. Who would be your top five running backs in the league? Christian McCaffrey is on that list. Because 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 he he he's been there. He's been he's more validated, right? You know. Like, like right now, if you pose like I'm, I'm about ten and a half years older than James, James, James Harden, right? If you pose somebody yeah. and say, "Hey, who is this guy trying to look like?" They're gonna say, "Hey, man, Law is trying to look like James Harden." Whereas I've been on this planet, this dimension, longer than James Harden, right? Before he even had born, I had facial hair before this man could even think about shaving, right? But people gonna literally yeah. say that, "Hey, man, James Harden had that look before him," you know? So that's just how it goes with validation. Now. When you look at CMC, just like I told my brother last night, you know, he got over 500 yards, right? But it took him 111 attempts to get there. My guy, Tony Pollard, he got only 81 attempts, and they got the same amount of yards, only 20 yards off, and with more touchdowns, with five touchdowns right now, and averaging 6.2 yards per toe. So you mean to tell me that that explosiveness, he's not even the starting running back, can't be in the same room as CMC right now? You're doing it again, Law. That's not what I was saying. You're doing it again. I do not want to go down that path. That's a long, dark, lonely path. All I'm saying is, Tristan McCaffrey, bro, you got, if you have five running backs in the league, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, and um, uh, 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 the coach, Jonathan Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they would probably, it would be those five, not in that, particularly in that order. But the next thing I was trying to, so I, I had two more points. Go ahead, go, 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 go ahead. Before I get out of here. So the the other point I wanted to say was, listen, <clears throat> when you um when you a cowboy fan, I was just born this way. I didn't know right, right. everything that came into um uh, everything that entailed being a cowboy fan. But people should have told me that when you become a cowboy, when listen out to whole to the whole cowboy nation, <clears throat> you got to tell your kids when you put this armor on of of, of the star in the blue and silver. There's things that's gonna come with it. <clears throat> you gotta be armed and you gotta be ready. Man, I done I done seen many, many of Cowboy fans fold under that pressure. You will get hit up 
out here. You will get jumped. It'll wow. be a old stinking ass Eagle fan, right. always somewhere in the mix. You know, a, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan over here, another fan over here. I don't see many. I don't see many Cowboys fans will underneath that pressure. Not me. I come in and I come and say today every time you yeah. got to be ready. The one, the thing I want to say about that is, with the media, if you are not a elite passer of the football, you will get harshly criticized. Mm-hmm. That's why you. That's why you have that. Like <clears throat> so. That's why I like the the quarterbacks like Dak, uh, Michael Vick, Cam Newton. They because mm-hmm. they're not elite passers. Like uh, it's a difference between being a quarterback. Total package quarterback right. and elite passer of the football. Those are two separate things. If you, I'm, I'm following you, I'm following you, man. I'm following you. Let me let me go ahead and lock it up, man. Let me lock it up. Conference has been locked. But but I'm following you. What you're saying is that are, are you talking about arm talent? Arm talent. Arm talent. Arm talent. Those will be the the media darlings. Like like they they will like they will give those type of passers. Um, they'll give them a lot of leeway. They're they're like they like the media look at them like you can do no wrong. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, uh, Peyton Manning, all of these guys are elite. Pat, uh, Justin Justin Herbert, Hubert, Justin Hubert, Hubert, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of these guys are elite passers, throwers of the football, so they will have a lot more. Leeway but 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 I, I look at, I look at it like this: like we seen a video. That was like went viral, right? Like Dak Prescott versus Carr. I think it was the whatever the Carr brother, the older brother, right? When Dak Prescott rookie year, they was in some type of symposium, and it was just like a target uh, expedition, right? You remember that? And Dak Prescott, yeah. Dak Prescott missed like every last throw. He only hit one. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. But everybody used that and said, "Hey man, see, I told you he can't hit water if he fell off a boat. Man, you can't, he terrible. He can't throw right." And uh, and and I remember that they hold on to that forever. But when Dak Prescott had the throwing competition against Justin Herbert. Oh man, Justin Herbert, because Dak Prescott beat him. Oh, it's just because Justin Herbert wasn't really into it. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's that's my whole point. That that's like, just how it always be viewed. Like I've literally seen that people chop up a clip montage of Justin Herbert and said Dak would never do that. Then I pull up the same exact throw from the same yard line in Pittsburgh. Dak Prescott hitting Dez Bryant down the scene. Because that was the day that Dez Bryant's father passed away that weekend or what have you. And Dez Bryant still yeah. played in the game. You remember that throw? And, I, and even Tony even Tony Romo on the sideline said, that's a dime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, but people will overlook those throws, man. You know, people won't even go yeah. and talk about those throws. But they will ele- <laughs> they'll elevate the other quarterback throws. So it's a, it's a lose-lose battle with the Cowboys. That, but I'm saying that's why because they're elite. If we had an elite pat, like I, I don't get on my head. I'm just saying, we, like if they, if you had a transcended, uh, elite talented Pat Mahomes throwing ability as a quarterback, we would get that same that same type of acknowledgement. But they're going to be judged harshly and more critically because you know, like the guys like Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, uh, Dak Prescott, Cam Newton. Those are going to be the guys, and to a extent, Jalen Hurts. But, so, 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 um, so do you put good. do you put Josh Allen just because he got a strong arm? Do you put him in a, in a, in a situation that he's more accurate? Just because his arm I'm is stronger, the media, I'm saying I'm saying media wise. Okay, I'm saying 
I'm saying media-wise, they look at him as an elite passer, transcendent passer of the football, so he gets a lot of leeway. They don't, they don't not look at the, the picks that he threw because they, they know that he is an elite passer of the football. But I want to say this last thing before, I, before you kick me up out of here. The, the last thing um, that I wanted to say was, man, listen, that's, that last game, that, that, that's how you got to play some football, man. That's <laughs> how you – I was wrong about that. My, my main thing was, listen, I, I, would, I would literally see that he wouldn't even do a whole three-step drop like from under from underneath the center. He would just right. hit it, boom, throw it quick. You know what I'm saying? It was like quick, 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 quick. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have enough, enough time to, to come at him. Listen, that's how you play football. And do not let Unsullied Mike fool y'all. He still has a lot to prove. Let him win two playoff games, and then I'll be Team Mike McCarthy. Please, okay. okay. Do not fall underneath uh, the Cowboy Nation. We do it every time. Don't do it. Let him prove himself first, and that's it. No doubt, man. I appreciate you for calling in, fam. Thank you, man. Uh, good call right. from him. That's Darius. Uh, let me set this up for the. For, for for everybody to see, man. I thank my guy Darius so much uh, for calling in. And let me read this out right here. Uh, 104.2, that put him in third, right? This is uh, Dak Prescott passer rating uh, last season, of course. And then uh, let me just make it prettier because I, I'm, I'm believing – yeah, yeah, y'all can see it's only his hand, so y'all y'all bear with me while I, while I straighten this up a little bit. We're going we gonna to make it prettier, all right, bam. We're going to do it like this. We're building the plane while it's in the air. Build it as we fly. They say build it as we fly. And boom. <clears throat> 104.2. Completion percentage, 410, right? Uh, attempts, 596. That's eighth. Uh, completion percentages, that's 68.8. That's fourth. Uh, yards, 4,449. Uh, we look at all of these things. Yards per average, that's tied with Herb, that's tied with Cousin, that's tied with Lamar and Dak, of course. You know, yards per game, that's seventh. So I'm looking at all of these stats right here. As you guys can pull it up on your screen, and I'm, I'm looking at it literally like, I don't see 10. I don't see a bunch of uh, eights and nines. I'm seeing him anywhere between averaging a third and fourth and sometimes fifth in these major uh, categories. And from what this particular guy, I forgot his name, he said this more yards than more yards and touchdowns than Josh Allen, fewer interceptions and number one offense and still got to prove it. To everyone, you know what I'm saying? So it, it goes to show you that we are so blinded by the media with this man's stats and with his accolades. And, of course, you got to win playoff games. But nobody is bringing up the fact that even Aaron Rodgers, he lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody's saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is better. No one. But since Dak lost to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, it's all about his QBR. It's all about Rain Dakota Prescott and not the collective team. But somehow, one way or another, for the Green Bay, it's about their collective team. That's a crazy thing. So nobody's going to be scrutinized and put up against this type of scrutiny than Dak Prescott. And I don't want to hear people say, well, it's because he played for the America's team. Well, 
Aren't other people's getting paid money too to play for their respective teams? Aren't shouldn't that be the same argument for all, not just for one? Oh man, it's just crazy. All right, I got my guy from the eight one five. This is my dog, my brother from another mother. Don't look like Danny Glover. Brandon, you're live. Man, y'all so funny with this Dak Prescott talk, man. I, he's like, look, I knew you were gonna say look, something about I this. I get it. Y'all are Dak fans. Like, I, I I can't even like let this go. Like. Am I a Dak fan or a Cowboy fan right now? You know, I'm I'm standing on the shield for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. <laughs> then I just I just I just defended Tony Pollard, right? So am I a Tony Pollard fan or a CMC fan? <laughs> that, that, that's what I want to talk about. Dak fans are the same people who will say, "Well, Tony Pollard never." Carried the balls over over 14, 15 times. So how do you know he can do it? Like y'all are those same people. Like back to that. Uh, I, look, how many games did we win last year? Like, my I'm, my memory foggy. How many games did we win last year? Eleven. We won 11. I mean, 12, 12. Oh, Dak won 11, and then the team won 12. Because Cooper Rush won one. I apologize. So we won 12 games last year. You know, Dak won 11, you know, if you want to do it that way. <laughs> okay. Dak won 11. Okay. Somebody who won 11 games. Um, I, I, was, I was looking, and then I seen something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember because I watched it. Dak was. Five of fourteen on third down. Right. That same guy. That same guy that won eleven games. This same guy that we throwing a parade. Oh my God. Yeah. That, like that beat the Bears. Like, dude, when the matters most, that was five of fourteen on third down. We lost the game. I'm sorry if Miss. Oh, you talk. You talking about uh, in Forty Niners? You talking about the Forty Niners game? When we played the 49ers in the game that mattered, the playoff game, right. he was 5 of 14 on third down. Uh-huh. Like, where, where was that 37? What, what did that 37 touchdown get us? What, like, I'm going to restate my case. Re- restate your case, but can you, can, you mention, can you mention those 14 penalties, the most penalized team in the playoff last year, and we only played one game? <laughs> Well, according 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 to according to uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, you know it, it's a team sport when it, it's not a team sport when Joe Burrows beat good old Ryan Tannehill because all Ryan Tannehill had to do is just it just it just not even just run the ball. All they had to do was hand it off. But by Ryan Tannehill throwing three or four interceptions, all of a sudden that becomes a stat and an accolade for Joe Burroughs, right? That's the same argument. It's the same argument that we're having right now, right? Because he get he got credit for beating the Titans, right? He got credit for beating the Chiefs. He got credit for going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and, and when that played the Chiefs, we, we lost nine to 19. I'm going to restate my case. Um, that Prescott, I think, is a, a, a above-average quarterback. Right. An above-average quarterback. I think he beats up on bad teams. He beats up on bad teams. He had, he beats up on bad teams. 
So so do Justin Herbert. So do Aaron Rodgers. He's below 500 against bad and winning team. Aaron Rodgers is below 500 versus winning team, and he is the one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever walked this land. Right? He's below 500 against winning teams. So, I guarantee you in Green Bay, they're not saying, we having a bad season, but Dak, when Dak, Dak he, he done lost some games. He played bad against Tampa Bay. Like, we the only we the only fans that measure, like, Dak Prescott. Like, if if, some, if Dak Prescott don't do good, well, the, this other quarterback didn't do good. Like, like our quarterback was 5-14 on third down. Through a horrible interception in that game. I'm sorry. And I got another question for you, Law. Talk to tell me. Tell me the last tell me the last um like tell me the last good team that we beat that wasn't the Eagles who was an okay team last year. Tell me the last time Dak Prescott has won a shootout like y'all tell me. Oh, he can he'll, if, if we had some Dak <laughs> now four or five touchdowns, tell me the game that he did that and we won. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. Just, I'm, just, you got the floor. Well, tell me when that happened. Tell, tell, me, tell me this right here. Was he the only reason why we lost those games? <laughs> he, he, he was not. But you, I remember one time you, um, one time I called you said, "Well, what about when we, um, that Green Bay game? We was down twenty-one to three, and I still have the same question. Does All right, hold the ball back. Like, when is it like? At I got point you. Do you be like, hey, we I, was down twenty-one to three. The defense gave up some points. Uh-huh. They only gave up ten points in the second half. But what, what did that do in that twenty-one to three script? I'll tell you what, i tell you what, since, since you want to move the goalposts. So what was Dak Prescott was again on third down? Can, 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 can you tell me? Because my, my researcher person just brought it up. 5-14. Okay, he was 5-14 for 14 against the uh, the San Francisco 49ers on third down, right? Well, you know, I, I, my research department just hit me up. Your boy Aaron Rodgers was five for twelve against that same tape at home. Who was the number one seed in the who? Hold on, who who was the number one seed in the NFL last year? That would be Green Bay. They, the last and, and who had the third ranked defense in the NFL last year? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you said San Francisco. No. Green Bay. Green Bay. <laughs> so, so what I'm trying to say is, what we try to do is, we're trying to paint a picture with a can, person. Can I respond to that? Go can ahead. I respond to that? Go ahead. Nobody has no, literally nobody who watched that game didn't say Aaron Rodgers was terrible. But you guys would sit up here and say, oh, it, 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 it. He had two left shoes on. Uh, the, the wind was blowing left, but we wanted to blow right. Like, dude, the, dog. They put up. They put up ten points. He threw a twenty-two point six QBR against the against the Forty Niners. The reason why nobody said that because nobody got the balls to say it on ESPN. They love to kiss up to Green Bay. They love to paint the narrative that Dak Prescott only had a bad game against the Forty Niners. But in actuality, it was the number one seed who was twenty for twenty nine, who only threw for two hundred and twenty five yards. Excuse me, that had no. Zero, zero touchdowns 
And he had a hellacious Devontae Adams, a hellacious Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and they couldn't do nothing wow. against those 49ers. Wow. He threw a worse QBR, a, a QBR of 22.6. Hey, he had some missed throws, boy, at home in Green wow. Bay. <laughs> wow. did they, again, did people not say that was on Aaron Rodgers? Nobody, not a soul, not a soul talked about Aaron Rodgers about wow. that game. Watch that game. You see, what was the final score? Like ten to thirteen. Like, dude, they didn't do. They didn't ten do to thirteen. What was the? What, how, 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 how much? How much? How much did? How much did the 49ers beat us by? Uh, it, it was. Uh, uh, we, well, we, it was like uh, seventeen to twenty-three. So it was like by six points. Six points. Still one score game. Um. Again, though. We lost, lost. Like, 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 what, what is We had four. Like, we, dog, dog, we had 14. We had 14 penalties in that game. And we can all say that the drive that they did scored on the Cowboys, they finally started to utilize the run game. And they, when we finally saw a semblance of real football, when we saw a balanced approach, and then we went down there and scored off, their, off of that series. Guess who? Guess who was the first person to score? It was it was Dak Prescott with his legs in that game. And we, but, and, and, and we didn't get another point until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth because quarter. Was so, that's my point. So what, what, what happened in the second quarter? What 14, quarter? 14, 14 penalties. Go back and watch the game. 14 penalties. Name me a team. Put out this. Oh, okay. I, I'll send you $100 right now if you can name me a team that had 14 penalties in the playoff and still won. So, and on top of that, how many how many penalties did Dak Prescott cause? I mean, what does that have to do with he? Well, you try to you try to say that he's the reason why they lost, but I'm trying to figure out out of those 14 penalties, how many did he? How many penalties did he commit? You know. He threw an interception, but do you trade off the interception oh, okay. for the touchdown? Okay. So did he? Many, all right, so he I, threw two. Many, he threw he threw one interception, but he scored twice. He ran one in for a touchdown. He threw a touchdown to Amari Cooper. So wouldn't that be a trade off? Two touchdowns to one interception. Which hold on? Would you take two to one ratio? Would you take two tubs versus one interception? Yes or no? No, I I, I want to take the win because we lost. I know we lost, but if you're trying to pin it on one guy, this is the argument that we will have. This is the argument we will have. If 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 Aaron Rodgers was good enough to have one touchdown, they would have beat the they would have beat the 49ers. But he wasn't good enough to even get one touchdown. Look, I'm not just I'm not saying like, oh, Aaron Rodgers had a good game. He was terrible. I'm I did so you I'm that that argument is I'm not using it. I'm talking about that. That man had the defense gave up, I believe, six six points or ten points in the second half. We did nothing. That Prescott, literally, I think his throwing percentage was in the fifties. Like, my God! Like all I'm saying. So, is so, so, what, 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 what's, what's your main point of this whole arg
is that are you literally saying that we lost that game? Hold on. Are you literally saying that we lost that game only because of that? Yes or no? And he wasn't. He wasn't the reason why they scored either. He wasn't the reason why they scored either, huh? He wasn't the reason why they scored, huh? <laughs> man, hey, 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 man, I love you, man. I thank you so much for calling in. I needed this laugh, man. Come on, man. Let me hear you say it, bro. Look, I wasn't gonna let y'all do this all day. How about those cowboys? I know they're bad, too. Hey, man, he's going to get some hate, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Stick to the formula, the philosophy, run the ball. Let's not – look, I'm on the – uh, this, this is my last line on Dak Prescott. I want Dak Prescott anywhere from 20, 22 to 26, maybe 27 to tips. The rest could be on the defense. The rest could be on the offense of running the ball, splitting the carries with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I promise you, we wouldn't be having these conversations. But I got two more calls. I got Chris 214, then I'm going to finish it off with Coach Marv. Chris 214, you're live. Well, I am ashamed of being next to that last caller in this call line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a king. I am a king. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Oh my God. Man. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after this, man. Like, I'm over here at work and I'm listening to this nonsense, man. Oh. But anyway, I was just going to make this quick little point right here. Oh. Man, as far as, as with these shows and stuff, man, you know, like the first take. Right, 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 right. You know, Skip Show. And there's another show with LaShawn McCoy on there. That show is absurd. That show is ridiculous. Oh, you're talking about one with David Hellman on there, right? You know, David. Yeah. David, David fighting hard for us, man. He fighting all he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. David, that's the man right there, but. LaShawn McCoy. Shady. Like, I truly think that these dudes that be on these shows, they get paid to say anything stupid about the Cowboys because they know it's going to bring that viewership. They know it's going to raise up those ratings. Right. And if, and like, I feel like if you do listen to him talk, you be like, dude, like, you actually played the game. Like, well, like how are you going to make a statement saying that Dak doesn't know how to read defenses <laughs> like Cooper Rush? Like, like, huh? He said that. Yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, that, yeah. you know, um, like, could you imagine what those shows would be without the Dallas Cowboys? It won't be a show. Like Stephen A's whole little, how about them Cowboys? What can go wrong? We'll go. Like they, like right, ESPN right. puts a lot of money into that and the Cowboys. Like right. man, like I honestly feel like they just they say things just to get ratings. But yeah, no, it, it's 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 what it is, Chris. Uh, when when you look on like like the topic lines, like. No one's talking about the Rams. You would never even knew that they made it to the Super Bowl and won it last year, right? 
It's just like yeah. they, they're water under the bridge, man. Uh, Stafford is a shell of himself this season, and he was last year pre- pretty much being carried by the uh, pretty much. They, I think they had the number one defense in the league last year, and we see how much yeah. uh, value uh, Von Miller brought to that team, and and no one's talking about that. No one's talking about like if the Cowboys got shut out by the Browns, right? And if yep. you pick up, you know. The whole situation about the Joe Burrows versus Dak, I get it, right? Joe Burrows will always be perceived to be a better quarterback. That's what uh, uh, what's the guy uh, Keyshawn was saying. But nobody talks about that game. They're going to say, okay, you know, they're going to bounce back. They're going to figure out a way. And it goes back to the point they bring up the Cowboys. They bring up other teams just to mention the other team, right? The Cowboys. Yep. yep. So, yep. so for, for, for right now. The Eagles, like they're 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 seven and zero, right? And they are not going to talk about if the Cowboys were in the same shoes, right? They would talk about the levels of competition, how many teams that they beat that's above five hundred outside of the Minnesota Vikings. They, they will gloss over it, and it reminds me of a year that one year the, the doggone. Pittsburgh Steelers went eleven and zero, right? And they was talking about them, and then all of a sudden, bam. You see, it was yeah. startled. A, a quick shock happened all around the world, and doggone the, uh, the 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 Pittsburgh Steelers never looked the same. But I get it, yep. right? The optics of it is always talk up the Cowboys. You get your views. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Talk exactly. up the Cowboys. All right, man. I appreciate all I you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Good call for you, Chris. Uh, last but not least, man, we got Coach Marv, man, uh, in the building. Shout out to him from the eight oh three. You live. Talk to me, man. What's going on, Law? How you doing, brother? Nothing to it, Chief. Um, Talk to me, man. Man, it's a it's a long week when you get an off week. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of a lot a lot of time to start a lot of controversy, and some lot of <laughs> time to to build up different type of stories. Um, Cowboy fans need to understand one thing, man. Um, when you when you the most talked about it, every story is talked about more, better than, more than the Super Bowl champions, <clears throat> that tells you that you can't believe just about any story that comes out by the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, to, to really uh, censor your, your listening to to certain people, right, um, and that's a hard thing to do. And even the people that's putting out content, yep, or the real cowboy fans, or the people in the building, mm-hmm. they have to censor themselves to know what's real and what's not real, and not uh, move the needle on people just putting things out there. So. Um, we got man, we in a good spot, Law. I really like where we at, man. You are so right about. It. We just need to stick to the plan, um, stick to the to the plan, the blueprint that works for us. Um, I watch y'all on the, on the final word the other day. Um, I just think sometimes we um, we just we forget about it. it's the collection of the players, man. It's the sum of the parts. Right. It's more important than this this one individual. And when we talk about our running game, it's the sum of the parts of our running game that's going to make our running game special, not one individual. Mm-hmm. It's the sum of the parts of our offensive line and our and our running backs that can make our running game special. 
not just one running back, not one offensive lineman. It's the sum of the parts, and our sum of the parts are so good that we can, you know, put a guy on the sideline, and the next guy come out, and he gives a, a same attack or give us a, a threat in a different way. Yep. And I think those guys understand it, and they and they are bought into it. Right. So why is they bought into it? Why are fans or not? Yeah, uh, I, I think there's so much volumes of uh, news leaks out, right? Like, like I got somebody in the comment box that like week one through five, you know, quarterback controversy. Now we having a running back controversy. Now people are banging on the table to bring in another wide receiver so we can have a wide receiver controversy. You know, there's no other team oh, in the really? National Football no. League that, that, that got these type of controversies. It, look, just look around. Nobody, nobody ever brings up controversy. They say, hey, that's a good situation for the, the Browns to utilize two running backs, you know, or, uh, you know, other teams utilize both running backs or the bo- other teams or, utilize this and that. I mean, go back far than that, Law. Mm-hmm. It started out with an offensive line controversy. We Big facts. Yeah, I forgot that. about that. You know, <laughs> we, 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 and listen, it started out with an offensive line controversy. Yeah. And even before that, it started off with a coaching of a, of controversy. Big, big facts. Now they, they done moved off and McCarthy is gone. There's no more Sean Payton rumors at this particular point in time. There's nobody no talking about Dan Quinn going to take over. Then they move to the offensive line because somebody got hurt and they said, well, do we going to play the tackle? need to get another person in here? Do we need to play uh, the, the next guy there? Then you go to the, the quarterback. Oh, we were, and you got to understand that yeah. these sources are coming from people who don't care about the Cowboys. Right. And that's why they want you. You got to understand, you, you know, a lot of these passing rumors and all mm-hmm. these receiver rumors mm-hmm. are not coming from, listen, it's coming from people that want to be, that are not true believers mm-hmm. of the running game, regardless of how or how well it's being doing. Right. And they're going to find their way back to, they're going to try to find their way back to passing, and I, and I listen. I don't have no good listen. I'm not saying that you don't supposed to get better talent. Right, right, right. But if if the formula is, and I, I agree with your formula, if the formula is 30 or less passes a game, bringing in another guy, there is only one football. Yep, only one. And when you pay a guy, let's say you bring in Cooks. Let's say if the dick could have closed the deal with Cooks. Yeah. You're gonna throw the ball more than thirty times. You're gonna be one more one more attempt to throw, right? One more testing. You because you're not gonna pay that money for him to get one or two passes a game. Yeah, true that. You're not gonna do that. Right. So you're gonna pay you're gonna be and listen, and you're not and they have shown that they will they will and what or they have shown that they're gonna target their guys, so you still gonna get the lamb targets, you still gonna get the gallery, you gonna still get the show targets. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that we we as an offense that we start liking and falling in love with some of these these two other tight ends where not that they're taking but we utilize them to make plays for us. Yeah. I'm hoping we we fall in love with uh, just doing certain plays with a Jay Washington. We asking for Jay. I know a lot of people are talking about Jay Washington. They're talking about, well, James what are you Washington. asking Jay Washington to do? You're asking Jay Washington to maybe catch you one or two passes, mm. maybe a game, mm. and make a couple of big plays. 
That's any third wide receiver or fourth wide receiver. I think we think we need to bring a guy here to be to catch eight, nine passes. No. Mm. Listen, when Odell Beckham was brought into the Rams, we don't really believe if we bring Odell Beckham in, mm-hmm. is he going to really be beneficial for the season? It yeah. took him four weeks for him to even get productive in L.A. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it did took him. It and took now him he's, and that's coming off being healthy. Yeah. So now he will be coming here hurt. I mean, coming off an injury, and then he has to get acclimated into the system. So you're talking about a guy that you may pay that might be beneficial at the end of the season. At the end of and the season. That's if. And, and the only reason why I, I, I absolutely agree with you because I was pretty much laughing at the Rams when they picked up Odell Beckham. It's a long history of me saying, like, man, come on, Odella. I've been calling him Odella. But it did took them a minute to get right into rhythm and flow. And then that injury occurred to, the, to, to Jefferson. Yeah. Well, he had a great Super Bowl. He caught some passes in the Super Bowl. And, yes, he made some plays. But then off they asked him to make three to four plays a game. He was averaging about four to five catches in a, a game. He was not averaging 10, 11 catches. They asked him to do three or four big plays or possession plays per game. Cooper Rush in the running game, the Rams ran the ball more last year, and the running game would keep, and we bring you in to do just the spot duty to be that guy to make a couple of plays, but you're not going to be. And that's all we are asking the guys. If we run the football and depend on this offensive line to be physical, we're not asking our receivers to do what we think we should want to do. Law, I'm telling you, I've been doing football a long time. If you consistently run the ball, you ain't got to worry about getting open. Yeah, but he, open. He, here's here's one thing, though, Coach, and I know you're about to wrap it up, but, but, but here's one thing. I think that the reason why most people are banging on the table is is not for that third or fourth option. It's because of the level of trust that they have with C D Lamb. I think that a lot of people don't see them. See see C D Lamb as that solid, solid piece right now. They see some uh insecurities with his still skill of play. Think about this. You know And I think they and they think they're I think they're totally wrong where they where 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 tell me because he dropped a couple of passes. No, I no, no, it just it's just a mentality Listen, though. Let me tell you something, Lord. We got we got to think about this. The same thing that we protect, we we go shoot people down because they be shooting down Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Let's use the same thing with CD Lamb, right? Because I see these same things in other receivers that don't get pointed out like that. Well, well let me ask but you this though. Let me ask you this though, Coach. Here, here's my here's my point of this though. Right, right now, straight up, is CD Lamb more right now? on the levels of Michael Irvin or Alvin Harper right now in his career? Is he close is he close is he closer to Alvin Harper or is he closer to a Michael Irvin? He but he ain't no Michael Irvin. I can tell you he he's not Michael Irvin right now. Who he close to Michael Irvin. But let me give you let me give you a little nugget. Talk to me, man. Amari Cooper wasn't nowhere close to Michael Irvin's status to me. Because you know something? I think we forget. We questioned him a many times of disappearing. Yeah. But we blamed it on the coordinator. 
well, 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 Amari Cooper right now. You know what I'm saying? Now, it, and you know something? He disappeared this <laughs> year. And he's not consistent in Cleveland. It's one game on, one game off. Uh-huh. Well, Check we, the stats, but it's we, one we, game. We, we're, we're looking into game, that. We, we're looking into that. But what, what I'm trying to get at, too, is, Coach, what we had, and, and I'm, we got to go all the way back if we want to simplify this thing. We had the playmaker, right? We had Alvin, mm-hmm. Alvin Harper, right? That that to be that other guy. Our third wideout was what Kevin Kevin Williams at the time. Kevin those, Williams, yeah. th- those were our three. Those were our three that that we rocked with. And I know the NFL changed since then. And pretty much our our big sets was with Moose Novacek, right? Those were our big sets. So if we can do some of the similar things of just getting the ball in the belly of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, I don't think that we need all of those weapons. But what I'm saying now, is that – I'm just saying this, Law. I can understand what you're saying. Right. But how we can how we can even say this on three games? Because we can't. We can't. But this is the thing. That's why people are a little skittish. That's why people are a little skittish on I believe the little people the people are more skittish on eighty eight. And I'm not I'm not throwing because, in shade at C D Lamb because you already know what I because, said before the season. Yeah, I think people are just skittish on eighty eight and they want to bring in somebody else just to alleviate that. And they know for sure that you can't really look at to I know Gallup he had a good game against the Chicago Bears, but people are looking at it like not to dismiss Gallup, but I think that more most of the worries is on eighty eight right now. It's most of 88 because this is the same, and I keep trying to tell people this is the exact same thing. We just don't see it. It's the exact same t- attack that it would be on Dak Prescott. When they so idiots that he can win big games. And there hadn't been no record to show that he could he didn't play. And anything that he does wrong, they blow it out of a portion. Like, it's the, the worst thing since life, Bay, and all he can't do it. No, you don't see it. It's the exact same thing. We we have already come in with a predetermined uh, expectation of C.D. Lamb because Amari Cooper was gone. So it makes no difference. He has to play over this. He has to play like Michael Irvin for real for us to even consider him. And soon as he have, he can play like that for five games. And soon as he have a bad game or drop a ball, it'll go right back to the same thing again. Yeah, because because his reason why, though, Coach. That we have put on him, it, it, that it, we are saying that he's got to play over, above, and beyond, and we're judging him, and people having, expect, having problems of saying, because. well, let's see, the first real game with Dak Prescott has really got in rhythm, which I think it took two games right. for him to get in rhythm. Right. I don't think he had a bad game, and if you don't throw the ball no more than what? 20 some times and you spread the ball around, seven catches seem like a lot based on the amount of passes you drew. Right, right. Right. I I feel what you're saying so, though, coach. It, it, it just goes <laughs> back it just go back to this though, coach. Uh here's the reason why it goes back to this. Is because the expectations even of Lamb is now even more is is higher. Is it could be literally higher than the expectations of Dak. 
in, in a sense because Lamb was a first-round draft pick, and they are looking at others. They are looking at others who were uh, uh, drafted or what long. they did. And I know it's three games, three but people games. are going to look at it like it's a contract year for him, the expectation. Now, it went away a little bit for Trayvon Diggs. Because they looking at it like, hey man, all team, uh, first team, all pro. Hey, it was, it was his second year last year. Now he's going into his third year. So they they tempered the expectations from Trayvon Diggs, but the expectations for for CD Lamb is still like, hey man, he ain't a number one think, until I'm, until I'm, he. I know you gotta go long. I gotta, yeah. gotta get. But I'm gonna say this one thing right quick. I know people gonna I know people gonna shoot me down, but I when I I'm, the nineties I watched the Cowboys. Just about every game, and I and I challenge people to go back and just watch the '90s game, and mm-hmm. you'll watch the great Michael Irvin perform. But the great Michael Irvin drop passes. Yeah, great yeah. Michael Irvin. Yeah, he did. Fumbling the ball a couple of times, trying to make make moves. Mm-hmm. But see, again. We look at it and we put it on and say that, that these guys, when you win, there is nothing, nothing you can't do no better. I would say this. If you if you have confidence in the guy, just like this is your guy, just like I said about right. Dak Prescott, we're judging a guy after three 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 games. And then we we said with his the years he was there, he was a second he was a second wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And he did very well as a second wide receiver. But in the number one role, we give him three games or eight games, five games without his quarterback, which the great Michael Irvin struggled when he had Jason Garrett at quarterback. He did, yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we give him five games, and then we say, well, let's see how this offense goes. And let's see that I, what I see is in the right opportunities, and then this one that we all we all we all understand this. We've seen what the number one receiver got, how he got targeted, and how he got used in the offense before. And we said, oh, that's a we we crushed Kellen Moore by not using his one number one receiver correctly. But well, now you think he's using it correctly now? Well, we, 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 well, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna take some time though, uh, more than three games. So what if he's yeah. what if he not what if he using Lamb in the same way? No. Not let him be creative. But we're going to blame Lamb, but first we bring Kelly. The same frustration you may see on Lamb's face, and I said this earlier, Law, and I said, watch his attitude. I remember yeah. telling you this, mm-hmm. because he and Cooper were close. So if he see the same frustration in the offense, he's going to feel like he trapped. Yeah, but it, it, I, I think that the expectations – is even higher now because that man, that kid is wearing 88. And it's equivalent to, oh, see, and, and he wearing 88. See, the expectations of Diggs, Diggs is on man. Diggs wearing seven. See, if Diggs, oh, yeah, were, if Diggs had 21 on his back and they was saying, okay, man, hey, man, prime, you know, if prime, if prime, if Diggs had prime number, he'll be more of a target. You see what I'm saying with this, you know? Well, He's the second of the eighties. He's the second of the eighties. You know something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and after he retire or after he leave, they'll, they'll give more credit because yeah. the great Des Bryant was the eighty-eight that had the target on the back, and we know Des dropped a lot of footballs, way yeah, more than he Lamb. 
Yes, indeed. But I appreciate you, Coach Bar, man. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we not have more time, man. Boy, I I'm supposed to be finished this man. I appreciate you, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. We'll get through this weekend. We're gonna be ready for Green Bay. No doubt, man. That's that's the guy I got circled on my calendar, man. Appreciate y'all, man, for calling in. That's Coach Marv, man. Um, great coach. Great conversation. Good football uh, talk right there. Uh, Cowboy Nation, I went beyond my time. But uh, the the 88, the numbers, man, it's a lot of pressure. But pressure is a privilege. You know, I can only imagine if, you know, we talk about expectations a lot, but even Dak, he, he, yes, you get a lot of blame and everything for for you being such and such. But I can only imagine if Dak wore eight, right, <laughs> or if they gave Dak Prescott a number twelve, you know that, or or even if Dak, if they gave Dak nine, you know what I'm saying? But of course, they couldn't give him nine because Tony was here. But y'all get what I'm saying with expectations. People gonna look at it and be like, "Hey, what's going on here?" What's going on there? So when you put a number on a player's back and they're going to be looking at these things and saying, hey, man, we going to want. And I don't think there will be ever a player, a Cowboy player to wear 12, right, or another quarterback to wear uh, eight. But y'all get what I'm saying. <laughs> they might throw those other numbers around, but y'all know how these expectations goes. And it's a big expectation. I believe that the Cowboys have high expectations even for Damone Clark, they gave that man 33. Don't y'all know who wore 33? You know? <laughs> Ferguson is, is relaxing now. Ferguson, he had that 48 on his back. He was like, man, hey, man, I'm glad I got that number up off me, man. I got to create my own lane right now. You know, can you imagine if Ezekiel Elliott had 22? Shoot. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Before I roll, uh, it was one other thing that I wanted to say, but it slipped my mind. But the expectation is always there. It is. Uh, shout out to y'all, man. Uh, I'm going to try to read the Super Chats before I go. I appreciate those who support this channel. Uh, Paul, thank you for the $10 Super Chat. He says, Dak is the most disrespected quarterback ever. That's from Paul. Appreciate you, Paul, for your support. Uh, King Element says, uh, whenever someone starts off as a Cowboy fan, I already know it's about to be some foolishness. Appreciate you for your support. The Yale Nation podcast, Hurts equals MVP. I can't believe I just read that. But the expectations, you see what I'm saying, is for you and your team to go get the MVP for Hurts. But then here's how you got to – this is how you got to combat that. The Yale Nation podcast. When or if he becomes the MVP, would you be willing to pay him what he's doing? Right. So now he's doing it for free right now. He's on his what? He's a second round draft pick or a third round draft pick, whatever round he came from. The expectations is from him doing it from a third round draft pick. So now when you pay him 45 to maybe 50 million dollars, We'll we revisit that, okay? But shout out to you, and y'all check out DL Nation Podcast. Robert, <laughs> your name, Robert Hertz? <laughs> Robert Hertz with the Super Chat. Can we put AB in the slot and Bland on the outside? 
the slot position as a defensive back is the hardest defensive back position to learn in the National Football League to play. You got two-way goals. The slot position is so hard and difficult to do that even Prime said, nah, I ain't going to do that one. You got a lot of responsibilities at that slot. And I, I don't want to mix it up around too much for Bland. I think Bland d- d- doing a wonderful job inside. You keep him there as long as he can on his rookie year. And then next season, if you want to move him to the outside, you do that. But I don't want to do it during the season in uh, my, and my uh, thoughts of that. You don't want two-way goals. you got too many things to figure out. And then you move him to one side, and he's still playing with the mindset of a slot corner. It can, it can, go, it can get real nasty for him. So I think that you keep him where he's at. And then um, if you want to bring in somebody, elevate somebody, you will have to pull the Band-Aid off. Pull the Band-Aid off and, and put Kelvin Joseph in that spot. You drafted him in the second round, right? Uh, Dachi, appreciate you. Uh, mayday, mayday, Dak Hater spotted. Hot your kids. <laughs> Shout out to you for the super chat, man. The $2 super chat from him. Uh, appreciate you so much for that. All right, we have Mr. DC for life. He super chatted. Kellen Moore called horrible games when they mattered. You know, uh, that's another angle of it. That's like, I know what I know what you're talking about, and he did that about 30 minutes ago. He super chatted this one. Um, the expectations. Hear me out, Cowboy Nation, as we talk about these expectations. People, people literally had the expectations that Kellen Moore was already a ready offensive coordinator. And they put the onus on the on the on the actual players versus the play caller. Like, for example, and let me get this up out of here. You know, let me get this up out of here. Bam, bam, bam. Let me get that out of here because the phone lines are closed. For example, and I'm not picking at you, Brandon. I'm definitely not picking at you, Brandon. But shout out to you. You called in. He he said that in that playoff game, the, the Cowboys, right? And he put the onus pretty much on the team, but primarily on Dak Prescott. One can argue this right here. That that was Kellen Moore third year ever calling plays. And he didn't understand the philosophy and the formula on how to win because any veteran coach would look back at the drive that they scored on and said, you know what, let's continue to do this until they stop it. Show of hands for any truth right here. Here's what I got right here, Cowboy Nation. Tony Pollard only touched the ball four times in that game. Let me repeat. Tony Pollard only touched the ball four times in that game. The time that the Cowboys scored was when they offered a series with Tony Pollard. They scored. Real, true offensive coordinator, veteran offensive coordinators would have said, okay, they dropping six, they dropping seven. We run on this. They can't stop this right here. Let's get this team back on the float. All right, uh, got another super chat from Charlie G. Appreciate you so much. Uh, shoot, shut the dice down. Shoot the dice down. Whoever or what other quarterbacks can you get at this time? Dak was the best quarterback available. Jerry paid him. Right now, Pat Mahomes is the only one. So with the super chat, I'm thinking, Charlie G, you're saying that 
shoot this guy down, and I'm trying to read through it. The, the Dallas Cowboys paid Dak Prescott at the time because he was the only quarterback that they could get. But for right now, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the National Football League based off of your top five. Uh, I, I guess I guess that's what you're saying. Then Charlie G with another super chat. He says, Dallas is playing team and complimentary football. We as fans haven't seen that in years, and he's 1,000% right with this. Jay Worthy with the super chat. If C.D. Gallup get injured, we will need Odell Beckham. And uh, th- that is facts. Uh, you know, that can be argued for for the any team in the National Football League. You don't want your starting wide receiver to go down, nor your number two wide receiver to go down. And I think that the whole the whole argument about bringing in a wide receiver is because you you got a guy that's coming off of an ACL injury, right? And you got a guy that's in his third season that people really not sold in on yet. Now, granted. Next season, you can have three seasons under your belt, and you could say, all right, cool, I like C.D. Lamb. I trust C.D. Lamb now, but he's still in that shadowy place right now, right? And we look at other teams with young wide receivers. They are adding to, not taking away. But for right now, you know, maybe the number one target should be Schultz, right? He got the experience. Maybe that could be the argument to counter what I just said. Team title uh, says uh, with the $10 super chat, you do really think that makes the choice. If Zeke starts over Pollard, what if the head coach said going forward, Pollard is the starter? What it would, what would it hit? Mm -hmm. Would it happen or would Jerry shut it down? Who decides truly? Okay. I see what you're saying now. All right. Uh, Appreciate you for the super chat. So basically you said that do the coaching staff determines who starts or is it Jerry Jones who determines who starts? Well, Jerry Jones is the general manager. The general manager oversees the coaching staff and the general manager is supposed to make his inputs. I can tell you that, you know, um, if they decide to start Tony Pollard over Ezekiel Elliott, which I don't see happening, by the way, uh, they better be right. <laughs> they better not Ze- Zeke. I get it, but Tony, he better not miss that block because if he missed the block and the quarterback goes down for another series or so, or or be out for the season, then they would have to go back to the principal office and and they probably had their walking papers. So I look at it like that part of it. Yeah, it's easier said than done that they may look at somebody and say, yeah, I want this guy to start over this guy, but they better be right. That's all I'm saying. So with that being said, Cowboy Nation, I believe that was all of the super chats. I appreciate y'all so much. And I, I just think that Zeke is the more complete back than Tony Pollard. I think that Tony Pollard is more not a scat back. Don't give it don't get it twisted. But I look at Tony Pollard is the more the more or the most explosive back that if you utilize this formula of soften the defense, get things going, and then you utilize Tony Pollard with those with those haymakers. Somebody gave a great analogy that Zeke is the jab and Tony Pollard can be that haymaker. If anybody got into a fight 
or anybody fought professionally, you don't go all haymakers, right? You use that wisely. And I think, and you get tired out too quick if you're just going for the haymakers, right? Not saying that you can't win that fight, but what I'm saying is that utilize Zeke to be your jab, right? Utilize Zeke to protect you because you can you can play defense with the jab, and then you strike, you strike it all with Tony. I believe that's the best way. I could be a million percent wrong, but hey, who am I? The Cowboys are undefeated when both of those guys get 10 touches, by the way. So what, maybe we have a balanced approach within the balanced approach. Balance Zeke and Tony and balance this game out by running the ball, u- utilize the formula, and baby, we can be looking at this thing a better way. Ain't this right, Cowboy Nation? I really appreciate everybody for tuning in. The name is Law Nation. This is a marathon show. I supposed to end that show at two o'clock. <laughs> I said we only go live for only gonna open the phone lines for 15 minutes, man. But I love talking to y'all, man. 21 is still the striker. Yeah, Brandon Ross, the formula. Yeah, and I promise you, there will be great tears of joy if we can lift up that Lombardi trophy from Brandon, right? Matter of fact, I, I, me and Brandon, we'd be crying together, man, lifting up that Lombardi trophy. I'll put a scratch through it and say the Landry trophy. Hello. <laughs> Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in. This episode, I really thank y'all so much for being part of this one. The Cowboy Nation, we stand tall, right? We all don't look alike. We may not all talk alike. But baby, if you cut us, we bleed that silver blue. And we're going to throw them hands, too. <laughs> we're going to throw them hands. <laughs> but it is what it is, Cowboy Nation. I really appreciate you so much for tuning in. Birdie said, be crying with me. Yes, indeed. I know all of y'all be crying with me, man. Um, <clears throat> 48 didn't score often. This is John Dill, but they didn't want to replace him. No. It's the total part. I think that. Lady Jessica last last night called in and she was talking about, hey, everybody part is essential, right? Your eyes, your nose, your lips, your mouth, you know, basically your hand. And this is what this Cowboys team is. But see what the Four Ladder Network try to do and some of the local media, and I go call them out by name. They like to take away the member of your body. See, can he do it only left-handed? Can he do it with one eye? Can he do it without his ears? Right? But the Cowboys, we work together as a unity. It's like a rope that's tied into a knot. When the opposing forces pull against it, we're supposed to get tighter. We're supposed to get stronger. We're supposed to get better in our approach, in our time. So speaking of that, how bad do you want it? I tell people all the time, if you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it. If you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, and lose all terror of your mind for it. 
if you would simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength, and scargacity with faith, hope, and confidence and stern pertinacity. If neither cold poverty or famish of fame or sickness of body or brain can turn you away from the things you want, if dogged and grim and besieged and beset it with the help of Almighty, you will get it. And that's including the Texans tonight. <laughs> you will get it. You put your heart to it. Davis Mills, baby. <laughs> Y'all better watch out. Shout out to the Texans. Manifested Texas. Y'all can do it. <laughs> what love, y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. DC for life. Salute. Come on. I've been really in the field. I wish I love the field. Lately, I just want to run it up. Tori, appreciate you. I make the deal. Have a ticket to a meal. Lately, I just want to run it up. Shout out to y'all. Come on. Time to check the song. Appreciate all of the super chats, Aaron, Mr. Wright, Antoine, Fee Music, Sadiqwa, Maryland, Paul, King, Element. Come on. The Yale Nation Podcast, Robert. That hurts. Corona. Dache, Mr. DC for life, Charlie J. J Worthy and Team Titleist. Come on. Use size off for the bag and that's worth more to me. Yup. I mix Nike with designer. I experiment. Experimentation for the nation. Baby. Not feeling it. Search for the one, but fire in the chat, man. There we go. Can trust the soul, I keep a hammer. Call it to legit. I've been really in the field, let her rush, I let her feel lately. I just wanna Shout out to Oak Cliff Ready Ray Let's go Come on Salute to the Oak Cliff in too Off of 35 Let's keep it live baby Mary thank you for the cash out Mary Alvarez appreciate you I just be off the dome Come on I never own no chrome Too many foes and clothes Yeah, uh, yeah, uh I be at home alone I be in zones alone I be on road alone yeah. I'm awake really Are you? Salute Shout out to y'all, man Put that where y'all from Don't I love no knowing that <laughs> Lately you're watching all the way to this yeah. point and you have not shared, you have not subscribed. No doubt, one love, DC for life, not for short. Let's get it. Warrior, that's how it sounds. Warrior, Warrior, Warrior. Appreciate you, Williams. <laughs> William Williams. Appreciate you. So that name is Warrior. Appreciate y'all, man. DC for life. Let's go. <coughs> Down, boy. Get that dog up out of here.
don't let them hit you. 